Today we have a story of probably one of the most spoiled kids ever. I know you'll enjoy it, so sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you're new, and let's call the subscriber who submitted this story Tate. So anyways, right, Tate was in class one day, and there's this spoiled kid, right? And everyone kind of knew him as the spoiled kid. And the teacher was going over uh, all about how in a week they're going to have a really massive assignment that it's a really big test and that they should all start studying for now. And they shouldn't put off studying for it because, like, it's not like one of those assignments you can kind of just figure out on the spot. It's a lot of memorization. It's a lot of really learning the material. And there was a lot of material that they covered. The teacher went on to say that, like, look... If you do the work, you'll do just fine. And like, I'm going to give you all the benefit of the doubt when grading this. Like if, if you even can show me that you like know something, I'm going to grade it nicer, you know? But the thing is, if you don't study for this, you're not going to do well. I've definitely had a lot of tests like that back in my day. But anyways, everyone in the class more or less understood what was going on. And about a less than a week later, because not exactly when the test was happening, but it was about a day before the test, and everyone, including Tate, was eating lunch in the cafeteria, and the spoiled kid was sitting with Tate. And uh, Tate was kind of like, they were all, everyone at the table was kind of talking about the test and how they were preparing for it. And the spoiled kid was like, you guys have been studying? And, you know, Tate's like, yeah, of course I've been studying. Like, uh, you know, I want to do well in this assignment, man. And they're all like, yeah, like, look, I don't want to be studying, but like, I know that like, this is pretty big deal. And then once it's done and over, I'll be able to relax. And the spoiled kid is like, so I guess you guys just know that you're not as smart as I am. And they're all just like, whoa, what? Like, what are you saying? And the spoiled kid's like, well, I just know that I'm just so vastly intelligent that um, I don't need to study for this. And Tate's like, dude, even if you were, like, really good at problem solving, this isn't problem solving. A lot of this is memorization. Like, you can't just smart your way out of this. And also, like, how smart do you think we are? Or how smart do you think you are, especially compared to us? Do you think we're idiots? And the spoiled kid's like, well, my mother and father have always told me about how smart I am. And, you know, I'm starting to believe it as well. And honestly, I think you guys are... Actually, you guys are not wasting your time. It is incredibly, incredibly important that you guys spend your time studying. For me, it would be a waste of my time. I am better honing my skills at... Uh, at video games, which I'll be professional because I'm so smart. Tate was, Tate, Tate was just like, what? Well, bro, what are you saying? What are you saying here? Everyone at the table was like starting to clown him, justifiably, right? Sometimes when you get clowned by everyone, they're wrong and you got to keep pushing. But sometimes when you get clowned by everyone, bro, you got to pay attention. You got to listen to what they're saying and why they're saying it. And everyone was like, dude... Like, what are you saying? You need to study for this. And also, first of all, you just call us all idiots. So you're you're lucky that we all didn't walk away and, like, leave you to sit here, like, eating by yourself. But also, like, since we're kind of your friend, kind of, like, you got to study for this, man. You're not going to be able to pull this off. And the spoiled kid is like, oh, I remember when I was like you. Actually, that was never true since I am better than you guys. But I remember when I was naive, which actually I've never been naive. You guys have always been naive. But what you got to understand is when you have a level of IQ, of just pure, raw intelligence, like I do, you understand, like I do, you, you just don't need to do that. It's just all an afterthought, like studying or preparing. It is just something I just don't do. In fact, I just don't study anymore. I've just realized I'm too smart. I'm naturally a genius, and I might as well let my brain uh, work on tactics. And everyone's like, what do you mean tactics? And he's like, well, 
Uh, well, I'm playing my video games. I'm actually thinking a thousand moves ahead, and it's incredibly, incredibly great for my brain to do that. They're like, bro, you're just playing freaking Overwatch. You're not, you're not, you know, you're not like strengthening your brain or anything. What are you saying? And he's like, you guys are too stupid to understand. But you know, honestly, I can't blame you. It's not your fault that you're an idiot. And they're all like, are you serious, bro? And he's like, you know what? I just feel bad. And you know, at this point, Tate's like, you know what? I'll feel bad on the day of the test and I'll feel bad on the day that, you know, you get your test back. Like, I, I can almost guarantee you this is not going to go well for you. The spoiled kid's like, yeah, that's what anyone of low intelligence would say. But, you know, I'm not surprised. <laughs> and everyone's just looking at him. No one's laughing along. No one's no one's going along with what this kid's saying. Obviously, right? Very clearly. No one wants to like, you know, no one wants to deal with this kid, bro. Very clearly. Anyways, though, you know, anyways, um, Tate goes back home and he, you know, he's studying with one of his friends and it's remembered it's the night before the test. And one of his, this friend that he was studying with also happens to be there when the spoiled kid was going crazy talking about how he's so vastly intelligent and he doesn't need to, uh, he doesn't need to study and everyone else is an idiot but him and he just needs to play video games to make him smarter. Like a lot of just nonsense like that. And, you know, Tate's like, bro, this kid's going to fail. And, you know, the kid he was, like, studying with is like, yeah, I mean, it's not our fault. We even told him, like, we were good people. We even told him, like, no, dude, you got to study. But he just refuses to listen. And so, anyways, next day rolls around, and it's the day of the test. And they're all sitting down. And Tate's kind of watching the spoiled kid who's just looking all confident, all, like, puffed up and like, oh, yes, I'm the smartest of everyone. I'm smarter than you. Like, all that kind of, like, nonsense, right? And when the test is handed out, it's a multiple-choice test, right? So, yes, like, you needed to know the answers, but in theory, you could guess on some of them. And within... Remember, this test was given over the span of... I, I say I, I say you have, like, I don't know, 50 minutes to complete it. Most people probably completed it in 40. Within four minutes, the spoiled kid had finished. And at this point, Tate was like, What? So basically, right, the spoiled kid closed his eyes and just, like, randomly circled in a bunch of bubbles, knowing that his vast intelligence would just basically tell him the right answer without even thinking about it. And the teacher, he, and Tate watches as the spoiled kid walks up to the teacher, and it's like, teacher, I'm done. And the teacher's like, there's, there's no way you're done. Like, there's no way you're done. And, you know, spoiled kid's like, no, teacher, I double-checked my answers. I just know them so well. And the teacher's like... Like, I'm going to ask you to check them again. And the spoiled kid's like, fine. And he kind of like, you know how like kids will like mope back, like, oh, whatever. He kind of like moped on back. He was slouching, whatever. He looks at his paper and then he like flips it over. And within two seconds, he walks back up. And the teacher's like, okay, once you hand this in, I just want you to know, can't have it back, right? Like, you, you, you can't have it back. Are you sure that this is the exact answers you want? And the spoiled kid's like, yes. I'm sure. Now I'm dead. Goodbye, teacher. And he walks out, right? And everyone in the class is kind of looking up. And the teacher's like, all right, class, like, focus in. Um, like, you still got 45 minutes. <laughs> like, keep going. So anyways, Tate and his friends finish, and they all do pretty well. Like, they knew most of the answers since they actually studied, right? And uh, at lunch, the spoiled kid wasn't sitting with them. He was sitting with some other friends or something. And Tate, you know, turns to one of his friends. is like, there's no way the spoiled kid actually, like, did it in four minutes. And they're like, I don't know. He was pretty confident. Tate's like, no, he definitely just like, he definitely just, you know, guessed, right? And they're like, I don't know, man. And Tate's like, no, dude, come on. He obviously just guessed. 
they're like, I don't know, maybe he is more intelligent. Tate's like, bro, trust me, tomorrow you're going to see. Anyways, tomorrow rolls around as it always does. And the teacher was able to grade the test really, really quickly because it was multiple choice. And, you know, within a day, the teacher had them done. So the teacher's, teacher's like, all right, class, sit down. At the very beginning, I'm just going to hand back your tests. And uh, I would like to say that, you know, most people did really, really well. I'm actually quite surprised. Maybe, you know, next year I'll have to make this test harder. And they'll kind of laugh a little bit. He said, but the teacher says, just so you know, not, not everyone did great. So don't, don't, <laughs> don't let your guard down. Um, overall, it was very good. Um, if you have any questions for me, I'm here after class. I'm not really about changing grades because, you know, I can't really do that much. But if you feel like this grade will impact you to a way that you need extra credit, you know, I, I'm willing to open that up. I'm willing to open up like, a, you know, that possibility for sure. Let me just say that the spoiled kid was about to get quite a surprise handed to him. Real quick comment spoiled if you made it this far into the video. And if you want to continue supporting the channel, all you got to do is maybe at a later point or maybe even right after this video, just to watch a bunch of videos in a row. Sit down and watch two, three, four videos in one sitting. It really does help the channel out in the algorithm. And comment down below in the comment section. I mean, where else would you comment? But comment in the comment section what you're doing while watching these videos. I'm actually genuinely curious to know what you are doing right now while watching this video because a lot of people are doing something else while they're watching in the background. But I'm just curious. And finally, if you want to submit stories or just follow me. and So my Instagram, Connor Pugs, it's in the description, but just look up Connor Pugs. I have about 30,000 followers. Go follow me. And it's also the place where DM me if you have a story. I look at stories from months ago from, I, I, if, if, if I don't get to your story right away, don't take it personally. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyways, let's get back to it. So the, so the teacher starts walking around and is handing out the test, right? And hands it out to Tate. Tate got a 95. Tate looks over at his friend. His friend got like a 93. Life's pretty good. And that's when the spoiled kid who was sitting in front of them so they could see what the test was, right? The teacher hands the test back face down. Let me just say that, you know, whenever a teacher hands back a test face down, that is never a good sign, bro. That is never a good sign, especially if the teacher hands back everyone else's test normally. And then he comes up to you and he's like, I'm going to place this down here and I'm going to let you uh, figure this out emotionally on your own. Right. No, you already know it's a bad thing. So that, so, you know, the spoiled kid very confidently turns the paper around. It has like a 12 on it, like a 12 out of a hundred like a 12%. It was not, it was not good <laughs> to put it very lightly. It was not good. The spoiled kid immediately raises his hand. He's like, he starts yelling. He doesn't even wait for the teacher to come over. He's like, teacher, you've made a mistake. And the teacher's like, uh, spoiled kid. I don't think I made a mistake. And the, te and the spoiled kid's like, no teacher, look, you graded this incorrectly. How stupid of you. And, and the teacher's like, no, like I graded this correctly. I even double checked this to make sure I didn't grade it too low. Spoiled kid's like, okay, well, I demand that you change this to 100 to reflect my intelligence. And the teacher's like, what? The spoiled kid's like, yeah, I demand that you change this to a 100% to accurately represent my intelligence. Teacher's like, no, that's, that's first of all, what? Second of all, no, that's not how it works. Like, that's this is quizzing your knowledge on this specific subject matter. Spoiled kid's like, teacher, I will count to three. And if you do not change it to a 100% to accurately represent my intelligence, you shall suffer the consequences. Teacher's like, are, are you threatening me? Three. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to change it. Two. I'm not going to change your test because you're threatening me. One. And all of a sudden, the spoiled kid gets out of his seat, 
runs over and the teacher has like exposed bare legs or whatever because i don't know like she's wearing a skirt and he literally just takes a big chomp like <laughs> he doesn't break skin or anything but he just takes a big chomp and the teacher is like oh my god and at this point right you know tate and his friends are looking at each other like oh, oh my god oh my god the spoil kid's crazy and the spoil kid like <laughs> kind of like un, un, un like hinges his jaw from her leg didn't break the skin just does like one of those little baby bite mark things he's like if you don't change it to 100% now like i'm going to bite you again <laughs> and at that point right the teacher literally like picks up the spoiled kid by the scruff of his neck or like the scruff of his collar right and starts dragging him out he's like no no all i ask is that you accurately represent my massive intelligence with the grade is that too much to ask is that too much to ask for teacher and the teacher's like i can't believe remember the teacher has him by the scruff of the collar and is dragging him out of the classroom it's like i can't believe i have to deal with this today one of my students one of my older students bit me in the leg because he failed the assignment because he's an imbecile Little out of pocket for the teacher to call the kid an imbecile, but I feel, I feel, and no one in the class is going to snitch. That's 100% true. And so the kid's like, you don't understand my intelligence. You don't understand it by failing me. And the teacher's like, you failed because you didn't study. And, and, and then you bit me. Spoiled kid's like, I was just trying to convince you to do the right thing. And at that point, the spoiled kid is brought out of the classroom by the teacher. And everyone in the class, including Tate, kind of hears more yelling from going down the hallway. And immediately as the teacher and the, and, uh, and the spoiled kid leave the classroom, just voices erupt. Like, it is this noise. Everyone's talking. Everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God, did you just see what happened? Like, that is the most insane thing I've ever seen. Like, I knew the spoiled kid was kind of crazy. But, bro, that's a whole new level. And so anyways, right, the spoiled kid did not get 100 on that assignment. In fact, he didn't just not get in a hundred on that assignment. He ended up, you know, getting the 14% that he got before, but as well, he got suspend. He got like three days of in-school suspension for biting the teacher. And he also had to write a paper that he had to read aloud to the entire class, apologizing to them for the massive distraction that he caused of basically biting the teacher. It was more of an apology to the teacher, but it had to be written aloud to the whole class just for a little bit more, uh, I don't know, embarrassment factor, if you know what I mean. So when Tate got home from school that day, you know, his mom picked him up, he got in the car, and his mom was like, Tate, like, did anything interesting happen that day? And Tate, you know, routinely says like, no, like, ah, oh, it was good, today was good. And then he's like, wait, no, 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 mom. Mom, for once, for once, I actually have a story to click tell Click on the you. video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. Leave a like in the video. Uh, I'm not, not really going to give you anything, but you should still do it, so leave a like. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new story, and today we have a perfect karma story, a perfect story of a spoiled kid getting owned by his teacher. It's one of those just really satisfying stories that'll leave you feeling like all is right in the world, man, after you're done watching it. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's just jump into the story. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted the story, Sultan. Um, that'll be the name we'll be using, and yeah, let's do it. Anyways, so there's a kid in Sultan's class who we're simply going to call the spoiled kid. And this kid was not only a kid who had access to a lot of money, which, I mean, he did, but just because you have access to a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean that you're like an entitled brat or a spoiled kid or anything like that. You could be genuinely a good person and just happen to have access to a lot of money. You can also be a poor, bad person. Like, you can be either or. However, way too often when a kid has access to too much money and knows other people don't, he kind of feels this sense of entitlement 
entitlement or she feels a sense of entitlement of like, I earned this, even though, you know, as you get older, hopefully you learn that you didn't. So this spoiled kid was one of those kids who would wipe his butt with a $100 bill if he was given the opportunity and then brag to everyone about how he wiped his butt with a $100 bill. Like he was that type of spoiled kid. And he was also just a jerk to everyone who's very entitled. He was very like, I deserve everything because I exist. I exist, therefore, like I should have. And like, if, if I don't get what I want, then like something is wrong in the world. One of those types of kids. So anyways, just like starting off the story, we're starting it off with a bang because it is show and tell. And I don't know if you guys had show and tell. Uh, I had it like very briefly in third grade. Some kids had it like every single year through even high school, which is pretty crazy. But these kids were in sixth grade and they still had show and tell. I think the teacher just was like, I don't know what else to do. It's like, I see all my other teachers doing it, even though the teachers were like second grade teachers or whatever. So the kids were a little weirded out by it, but they're like, whatever, we'll do show and tell. And we're starting off with the spoiled kid who walks up to the front of the class to show off his item for show and tell. And like, for example, Sultan brought in one of his like, I don't know, one of his old, uh, like, 1980s vintage, um, like, Superman comics or something. That was one of the things he was super interested in. One kid brought in, like, a football because, like, he was a big football guy, and he was like, I don't really know what else to bring in. Like, it really was this, you brought in something kind of interesting, but you didn't do what the spoiled kid was about to do. So the spoiled kid comes into class, and he, he walks up to the front, and he takes a box. He has this like box in his hand. And it's kind of like a smaller box. It's like a square-shaped box. So it's not a rectangular shoe box. It's a square-shaped box. He opens it up. And inside is this shiny watch. It seems to be like one of those silver-plated watches. But it definitely looks very expensive. However, you could have just left it at that. Like the thing that makes it like maybe. Here's the thing. If you had a really expensive watch. Maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to bring it in and show it off for spoil for show and tell. However, the spoiled kid goes too far. Because when the spoiled kid's up there, he's like, hey guys, like, uh, for my item of show and tell, I wanted to show you off this watch. I got this watch for my 13th birthday, which, bro, for my 13th birthday, I got a Star Wars action figure, which was fire, by the way. I was so happy. But this kid's like, yeah, in this watch, I want to I wanna play a little game with the class. And everyone in the class, including Sulting, were kind of looking at each other like, what does he mean he wants to play a game with the class? Like, what does he even mean by that, bro? Like, lol, uh, okay, what? And he goes on to be like, yeah, so uh, I'm going to take guesses. We're going to play higher or lower. We're going to play higher or lower guessing how much this watch costs. Which, first of all, like... Dude, if you're going to say it, just spit it out. Like, you don't have to drag this out. But also, if you're bringing in something and the whole point of the item is that it costs you a lot of money, like, that's, like, the lamest form of flexing I've ever seen. Like, I don't know. Like, it, 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 like even just wearing it. Like, leave it. Like, everyone knows that this watch is probably expensive. They all know that you're the spoiled kid who gets whatever he wants. And, yeah, the watch is probably expensive, man. So, I don't know. Like, you just don't have to say it. But eventually, like, no one is raising their hands because no one wants to be like, oh... Is it $5,000 just to boost the kid's ego? And he's like, no, more, ha, 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 whatever. No one wants to boost this kid's ego because it's already boosted up to the moon and beyond. So eventually the spoiled kid's like, no guessers? You guys are completely, like, lost or whatever? He, like, mutters under his breath, figures. And he's like, well, let me just say that if you're going to guess anything under $1,000, you're wrong. Just pure silence. It was super cringe and uncomfortable because, like, I know that this kid thought he was, like, the most, the, the coolest, 
like, wow, this kid is so awesome. I wish I was like him. However, literally no one felt that way after hearing this. They just thought that he was like an entitled kid slash spoiled brat. And yeah, so he goes on to say, well, teacher, do you have any guesses? And the teacher can't just be like, isn't like kicking him off, but obviously isn't super happy with the way this is going. So he's like, no, I, I don't actually. And the spoiled kid's like, fine, I'll tell you, $10,000. And everyone kind of just looks at him. Obviously, that's a ton of money, and especially for a watch, that's a lot of money. But, you know, everyone's kind of just looking at him like, okay, dude, like, do you want a prize? Do you, do you want an award for that? Do you want an award that someone bought you a $10,000 watch? Like, you're not getting my admiration or respect. So do you want, like, I don't know, do you want a trophy that says hard, like, biggest flexor in the school or something? Yeah, so the kid just, like, is like, yep, and that's all I want to say. And he sits down, and yeah, that's, uh, that's just, like, and it, it, that's, that, to start off the story with something like that just shows you a little glimpse of what this kid is like. But when he sits down, he doesn't sit back in the spot he was normally sitting. He sits next to this girl. This girl we're going to call Kate, because I call, like, a third of the girls in my stories Kate, because it's easier for me to remember, because name of my friend back home. Anyways, so Sultan happened to have a crush on this girl, right? And uh, he was not, he saw that like the spoiled kid, instead of sitting back in the seat he was just in, sat next to Kate instead. And uh, he was talking up Kate and you know, to give credit where credit is due, the spoiled kid was low-key pretty good at flirting. He had, he, he, you know, he was actually cool with it. He was good with it. And I hate to give him credit because like no one wants to give the spoiled entitled kid credit, but I gotta be fair in these videos. Dude was definitely running it up. And Sultan saw this, right? Sultan said in the ins, because by the way, the story was submitted to me via Instagram. Follow me and then DM me your own stories if you'd like. Sultan admitted to me that he was getting a little jealous. So the spoiled kid is like talking this girl up. And I think that like Kate was like pretty embarrassed for him after the whole, I have an expensive watch. But the thing is, this guy was just being so, I don't know, like he was just, he just had game that was unmatched. And I think she kind of just started to willingly forget what the spoiled kid just did. I think she was like, yeah, this kid isn't too bad looking and also he's pretty like, he's pretty smooth with it. So I'm just gonna forget the fact that he went up there flexing that someone bought him a $10,000 watch and kind of like drew the whole thing out like as long as possible to get the most attention as well as the focus of the presentation was that the watch was expensive. I'm just gonna forget all about that. So yeah, Sultan had to watch for the next 20 minutes and cause by the way, other people were going up there showing off whatever they had. And uh, everyone else's presentations for show and tell were, were pretty normal. Like they were pretty normal people presentations or whatever. However, the spoiled, and yeah, no one was showing off, oh, here's a thousand dollar gold brick I wipe my butt with. But uh, yeah, the thing is the spoiled kid wasn't showing any attention to these kids' presentations. He was just whispering slash whisper flirting with the girl next to him, which was Kate. Unfortunately, this was Sultan's crush, so the next 20 minutes were super infuriating. Not just because some random guy was flirting with Sultan's crush, which it's always tough. Dude, I've been in that situation a lot where you see someone else and you know that they're doing a good job. And they're basically just saying like, hey man, that's tough for you, but this girl's mine, man. I've been in that situation, it's unfortunate, but it's even worse when that person is the worst. Like, at least if it's a good guy, you're like, dang, I lost out, like, I'm taking the L, but at least she's taking a W. The thing is, though, Sultan knows that this guy's the worst. So yeah, this was like the most excruciating 20 minutes of Sultan's life. However, things turn around for Sultan. 
because, you know, he's talking with his friends, and his friends all know that, like, he is, like, a thing for Kate or whatever, and they're all, like, at the lunch table every day, they're like, did you talk to her, bro, did you talk to her? Most of the days would be no, and they'd be like, dude, come on, but one of the days, he'd be like, yeah, like, we had a little conversation, they'd be like, let's go, let's freaking go, and they'd all, like, stand up in the lunch table and go, like, bum, 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 but, like, bang their table, it was, it was cool, it was a fun time, but they also all knew about it, so when Sultan was explaining what happened, the guys were like, dang, bro, like, that's mad tough. Like, I hate to see that, like, especially with that kid. Because, like, this, even though those guys weren't in the class with Sultan, they just knew that that kid was the worst, just in general. However, when the kids was like, you know, I actually, I like, he's like, wait, I think I have something to say. And he said that, like, word was getting around, like, that everybody, after, like, some girl in the class saw that, like, Kate was talking with uh, the spoiled kid, apparently, like, every single girl and like half the guys in the entire grade went up to Kate because like word gets out really quickly. They go to a pretty small school and also middle school. If a guy talks to a girl or vice versa, then, oh my God, they're dating, bro. Like that, that was a big deal back in the day, which is kind of crazy to look back on. And I'm like, dang, I, (laughs) that's actually how it was back then. But anyways, um, word got out pretty quickly and like literally everybody went up to Kate and they were like, dude, this kid's the worst. Don't give him the time of day. I know he's smooth with it, but trust me, he's terrible. And the the nail in the coffin for the spoiled kid is when his ex-girlfriend, sure, they're like in sixth grade, so, oh my God, fifth grade girlfriend, that's so serious. But anyways, when his ex-girlfriend goes up to Kate and is like, look, I know you might be thinking I'm just saying this because I want to get back with him, but I guarantee you, I will never even talk to that kid again. And she goes on to list all the reasons why their relationship failed and why it was a terrible experience and why she shouldn't be anywhere near that kid because he's like the worst, most entitled, spoiled kid like ever. Yeah, so eventually Kate, just like the next day, Sultan goes into class and the spoiled kid sits right next down to Kate. And before, like, even though the spoiled kid was very, like, uh, smooth with it and he had a lot of game or whatever, at this point, like, you know, Kate, like, the day before, Kate was at least responding with, like, complete sentences. She was, like, responding like a normal person. But today, for some reason, the the spoiled kid was very confused because today she came in and she didn't say anything, dude. Like, she was, like, she would be, like, yep, okay, haha, whatever. Or just flat out ignore stuff sometimes. Like if the spoiled kid made like a joke under his breath, even if that even if that joke was funny, like the day before she would laugh at everything, she'd even like overemphasize like how funny she thought it was, right? But today, she made it look like every joke bombed, bro. She made it look like this kid had a Netflix special that got one star or something, dude. But uh, yeah, um, the spoiled kid was just really confused. However, the spoiled kid apparently really liked Kate. And this was not good for Kate. Because the spoiled kid would start to get a little bit desperate in his attempts. And by a little bit desperate, I mean, you were about to see the most uncomfortable and cringe thing I've probably ever... Okay, maybe not ever told on the story, on the channel. I've told a lot of stories that are pretty cringe. Which, if you guys are bored, feel free to check out the playlist of my stories linked in the pinned comment after this one. But yeah, uh, you're about to hear one of the most uncomfortable things I've told on the story in a second. On the channel in a second, told on the story. Guys, I, don't, I can't even speak English properly. I gotta take some more English classes. But uh, yeah, the spoiled kid gets a little bit desperate for Kate's attention. Let's just put it like that. He gets a little bit desperate. 
Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below. That'll be the secret keyword of the day. If you want to farm some hearts on the channel, I will try and hard a bunch of comments to say the secret word down below. And also, if you do want to support the channel, I mentioned this a second ago, but there is a playlist in the pinned comment down below. Uh, if you put that playlist on, it's all my old stories. If you put that playlist on while you're doing something like, I don't know, cleaning your room, playing video games, drawing, trying to go to sleep, whatever, right? It actually really does support the channel because watch time's really good. And please let me know in the comment section what you were doing while watching my videos. I, I read the comments all the time and I'm genuinely so interested to hear what you guys are doing. And also I try and hard and respond to those comments because it's my way of saying thank you for supporting, but supporting the channel by watching the videos while doing other stuff. Let's get back to the story as the spoiled kid is about to do something pretty mega cringe. So let's get into it. Yeah. So a couple days later, and this is a couple days of, you know, this spoiled kid failing to flirt with Kate. At this point, every single day, Sultan, while he's not, you know, he's not making his moves with Kate, so he can't really be too happy about it. However, he's sitting back, and he's watching the spoiled kid basically flailing his arms around in a sense, um, by the way that, like, by the way that, like, he's just, like, trying to talk to her and it's not working. But on Friday, they were supposed to do presentations on countries. Because this was, like, I don't know, a geography class. I think the last time I had a, a like, a, a, a quote-unquote geography class was, like, legitimately in sixth grade. I haven't had geography class since sixth grade. But anyways, since they're in a geography class, they were each given a country to do a presentation on. It wasn't that deep. Like, this wasn't worth, like, 100,000% of their grade, and if they even, like, coughed in the wrong time, they would fail immediately and be kicked out of school and then have to literally live on the streets from that point on. It Like, it wasn't that deep. However, it still was a presentation that was worth, like, what a quiz would be worth, and you had to do it in front of the entire class. I guess, though, the spoiled kid decided that, you know, he was just going to take a zero on this presentation because he decided that this presentation was a perfect opportunity, a perfect opportunity to uh, basically try and win Kate back, quote-unquote, right? Uh, so he decided to do something very cringe and very uncomfortable because a Sultan goes up there and he has a presentation on, I don't know, man, uh, Libya, right? And he goes like, oh, the GDP of Libya is whatever. Here are some cultural things I found interesting. Here's, like, the history of it. Here's the current president, whatever, right? And he goes down, and everyone's doing the exact same thing. And that's when the spoiled kid goes up there. And Sultan Loki thinks that in the presentation, the spoiled kid's gonna, like, accidentally include an image of the spoiled kid sitting on his bed, covered in a pile of money, and be like, oops, how did that get there? <laughs> right? But Sultan has no idea, is not prepared for what is about to come, right? He is simply not prepared for what is about to follow. So the spoiled kid goes up there, and he starts the presentation. And immediately, everyone realizes that this will not be a normal presentation, and this will not be a normal day in geography class. Because the presentation starts not with a photo of a country, not with the name of the country he was supposed to do, Argentina, not with the name Argentina or a photo of Argentina or anything like that, or not even a blank like slide. Like, it's not like he messed up and he added a blank slide. On there says, reasons to date spoiled kid. And by the way, whenever I say spoiled kid, fill in a name in your head. It's just easier for me to say spoiled kid. Yeah, so anyways, he's like, reasons to date spoiled kid. Yeah, the presentation literally says reasons to date spoiled kid. So everyone in the class starts like mumbling to each other. Some people are very shocked. And the teacher... Dude, I don't know why in all these situations the teachers always just let these things run on, but 
I just, the teacher must have like not been paying attention, been spacing out because all the presentations were low key kind of boring. I mean, it's just like the GDP of Japan is one like boo boring. I don't care. And I think the teacher was spacing out because he was not paying. He did not stop this right. And he's like, reasons to date spoil, kid. And goes to the next slide. It is literally a stock image of dollar dollar bills, bro. It's a stack of money. You And it says under there, you will be financially supported. Literally saying, I will be your sugar daddy, bro. That's legit what this kid was saying. And he was like, like, he says, all right. So as you can see in the first slide, and I think this kid was being very careful not to expose himself right away because the teacher would have heard if he's like, reasons to date me. Number one, I'm rich. But he's like, everyone, so as you can see in the first slide, this is true. And everyone's like, bro, what? And Sultan's like, hey, yo, bro, like, what is going on right now? Like, this is legit crazy. Yeah, and then he goes to the next slide. And it literally says, super... <laughs> Bro, it says super handsome. He announces himself as his reason number two is that he is self-proclaimed super handsome. And it's a photo of like, okay, I wish he put a photo of handsome Squidward in there, but it was just a photo of himself. I think it'd be much funnier if he put a photo of handsome Squidward. That would be much funnier in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it is, just, it's a photo of himself. And number two says like super handsome and uh, Sultan looks over and Kate looks appalled, bro. Like, I think Kate was like kind of just taking everyone else's word before when they're like, you can't date this guy. He's the worst. I think she was kind of a little disappointed, but like trusted, especially when, you know, his ex-girlfriend came up and said, yeah, this guy's the worst that she's like, all right, fine. I think like she just had a look of like, oh, oh, so this is why he sucks. Okay. Okay, that makes sense, actually. This, this right here, this makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then he goes on to the next slide, and it's like, has, it's like, we'll pick you up in fat whip. And it's a photo of, like, it's like a photo of, like, his dad's car or whatever. It's like one of those, like, nicer cars. Like, I don't know if it's a full-on, like, Ferrari $3 million crazy car or something like that. But it's like one of those Porsche Mercedes type. It's like one of those cars that could run up for a lot of money which is kind of dumb at a certain point. Like, if you like nice cars, you like nice cars. But dude, I kind of feel like at a certain point, you're just burning your cash, but whatever, right? He's like, we'll pick you up a nice whip or whatever. And then the next slide is the worst one. Because the next slide, he's no longer talking about himself. No, no, no. He is no longer talking about himself. He now says, so, dot, dot, dot. And everyone's like, um, where is this going? It's like dot, dot, dot. And this is when the teacher starts to pay attention. And he's kind of like, what? Like, what is this presentation? Because he must have been spacing out for the I'm so rich, I'm so handsome, and I have a nice car part of the presentation. Because he definitely would have stepped in and been like, hey, bro, this doesn't look like Argentina at all. But it just says so dot, dot, dot. Kind of like the next thing is going to be crazy. So <laughs> the teacher's like, is it like a GDP reveal? Is it a, uh, in, is it a commentary on the internal conflicts in the south the southern region of the whatever right it's like uh, i don't know what this reveal is going to be and we click to the next slide it is the worst thing ever because it says like kate these reasons are great you should go on a date with me it's fate it's like a poem bro he asked kate out via poem it's great right so 
everyone in class is like, lol. Everyone bursts out laughing. Like, it is not the reaction I bet that the spoiled kid thought. I bet when the spoiled kid was typing this up, in his mind, he was expecting everyone to be like, oh my god, this makes so much sense. You are so rich, handsome, and have an awesome car and a nice watch and are just so hot. So, of course, Kate would want to go out with you, dude. Oh my god. It was like, I wonder who this guy wants to go out with. He wants to go out with Kate. I'm so jealous. No. And then all the guys would be like, oh, my God. How could Kate say no? He's so rich, handsome, and awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's just say that how it turned out was a little bit different. Everyone was just freaking out. Like, kids were getting out of their seats and running around with, like, you know, the, the hands on their head. You know that gif of, like, the guy who, like, leans back after roasting someone and all the people freak out around them? Just imagine but that, but with the class. Like, even Sultan stood up out of his seat, put his hands on his head, is like, oh, my God, starts walking back. He's a friend of the back of the room who just, like, falls, uh, falls out of his chair laughing. Everyone's like, what the rick bro like what is this dude doing dude and at this point the teacher's like spoil kid like this has nothing to do with argentina <laughs> and some people in the class are probably thinking dude you just caught on that this doesn't have to do anything with argentina did you not realize that the first three slides were like i'm rich i'm handsome and i had the coolest car ever because yeah that totally has to do something with argentina bro but everyone's freaking out you know Sultan's on the floor laughing he's like slamming his he's like slamming his hand against the desk like oh my god bro like this is and at this point like kate is just like looking at the ground she's like i'm not here here this is not happening <laughs> why why me like i shouldn't have even talked to this kid it makes total sense why everyone was like stay away this kid's a freak he's the worst it makes sense now i should have listened earlier all that stuff like that at this point the teacher realizes what's going on and he's like spoiled kid this has nothing to do with i don't know like the presentation like this is a distraction to the class like you're distracting everyone and you're like making weird comments about classmates uh, in regards to the weird poem on stage or on the screen saying like, oh, can you go out with me, Kate? It's our fate, bro. Like, first of all, he should have been expelled for cringe, but I don't think that's actually a thing you can get expelled for. But if it is or if it was, he definitely would have been. So you might be thinking that this is like the end of the story and that it doesn't get crazier. And you might be thinking... Connor, why did you title this like teacher rages or exposes or embarrasses or whatever spoiled kid? Let me just say that this isn't the end for the teacher ranting on the spoiled kid. The teacher very soon is about to do a massive dunk on the spoiled kid in front of everyone. Probably something that he's been wanting to do for a while, but has has been held back, right? So yeah, um, the spoiled kid is sent to the front office. He gets like a yelling at, he gets yelled at, he gets a zero on the presentation, whatever. Other than that, he doesn't get much more of a punishment. So the spoiled kid, give this a couple days, right? He's no longer sitting next to Kate because he kind of realizes at this point, he kind of did the Hail Mary, which wasn't even a Hail Mary because those at least have a chance, even if it's unlikely. He did the, uh, the good old shotgun to the face maneuver, which doesn't really work that well in battle. It doesn't really destroy the opponents that well. It's a little detrimental to yourself, I've heard. But yeah, this is when he learns the truth, according to him, right? So word gets out because like Sultan's sitting at the table and one of his boys comes up and is like, dude, the spoiled kid is super mad at everyone. 
And, uh, you know, Sultan's like, why did they, is he mad because we didn't bow down to him when he showed off his like $2 billion house or something? And he's like, no, apparently the spoiled kid was like told that like everybody went up to Kate and told her that they shouldn't mess with him. Right. And he's super mad and is like planning to like get his revenge or something. So Sultan's like, what? Like, what does that even mean? And he's like, I don't know. Apparently he's going to like expose everyone or something. So Sultan's like, okay, that's pretty weird. Like, first of all, does this kid actually think that us saying, hey, man, be careful is really what made Kate not want to get with him at the end of the day? Like, does he not believe that his his presentation saying that he's super rich, handsome, awesome and drives fast cars and Kate should go out with him, which he delivered via a poem? Do you really think that that didn't have any effect on the fact that him and Kate aren't currently dating at this very second in this universe, in this timeline? Like, do you really think that that is like the reason why? Do you think that that has any effect? And no, no, no. No effect at all. In fact, that probably helped his chances. But the fact that Sultan said bad words about him means that he doesn't have a chance with her anymore. Or at least that was the logic. However, the spoiled kid didn't think that one person, like he didn't think Sultan or one of Sultan's friends individually said, like, don't, like, told Kate not to get with them. The, the, the spoiled kid thinks that literally everyone in his class is, like, against him. So he's going to expose, quote-unquote, everybody, which is just kind of ridiculous. But Sultan is kind of excited to see it because he's like, all right, bet, let's see it. So after class, or the next day comes around, and Sultan walks into class. And uh, he sits down, and the spoiled kid's late. So he's like, oh, maybe spoiled kid's skipping class because he can't handle the fact that Kate's in here and he couldn't secure the bag. But no, the spoiled kid walks in two minutes late to class and the, and the uh, geography teacher's like, spoiled kid, like, you can't be late to class like this. Like, go sit down. Like, it's a distraction when you're late. And the spoiled kid said, says, no, no, no. Today I need your attention. He stands up in front of the class. And the geography teacher's like, what? He's like, no, you, you're sitting down. And the, and the spoiled kid's like, silence. And the geography teacher literally goes silent from shock. Because he would have never expected one of his students to, to yell, silence, Adam. Like, that's the most ridiculous thing he's ever heard. But he, the spoiled kid goes on to say, it is all your fault. It is your fault. So, sounding like Nico Cotto Avocado for a second. He's like, it's your fault and points to everyone. You guys were bad-mouthing me to Kate, saying that I'm not a good guy when all I am is very good, handsome, and rich. The reason why that this girl points to Kate, embarrassing her again, which, bro, that's not chill. Not chill at all. But he's like, the reason why she won't go out with me is because you guys tricked her into thinking that I'm the worst. Everyone's kind of looking at each other. Sultan is, like, trying to hold back his laughter because he's like, bro's digging his own grave. That's crazy. But, uh, but yeah, you know, he's like, you guys are the reason why she doesn't like me. You guys are the reason why we aren't dating right now. And Kate's, like, literally has her head in her arms. Like, can this kid stop, bro? He's embarrassing not just me, which he is embarrassing me. He's also playing himself with this whole thing, dude. Like, he's got to stop. Someone's got to stop this kid. But, uh, yeah, no, and he keeps on going on to be like, yeah, and the, the, the reason why she doesn't like me is you guys. You all told her I suck when I don't. And, bro, that's when the history teacher comes in and drops a nuclear bomb. Nuclear bomb. Sorry, I pronounced it wrong. Not nuclear. It's nuclear. 
my grandmother loves telling me like nope wrong because i'm always like nuclear she's like nuclear which I, I might as well pronounce it correctly but he goes on drops a bomb he stands up and he's like that's not why she said no spoiled kid and the spoiled kid turns around to look at the teacher it's almost as if in one of those action movies where like the bad guy thinks that like he's like shot down or killed like the good guy or whatever and then the good guy gets back up with like a massive machine gun and is like oh like like you thought like you killed me or whatever and then he comes back kind of like the same energy Everyone in the class was low-key stunned because they were not expecting the teacher to come with such fire. The teacher goes on to say, the reason why that she's rejecting you is because you're an entitled, spoiled brat who thinks that just because, like, that he can get anything that he wants and he can be a jerk and disrespect anyone. The whole class goes silent, but this isn't your typical silence. This is your, damn, someone just got roasted silence. And just, like, every, everyone's attention, every ounce of their attention was on this teacher. Because this teacher was just going in, bro. He was going in. He's like, every day you come in with some kind of entitled arrogance. When we had show and tell, you didn't bring something that you cared about. You brought something that was expensive just because it was expensive. When, when you went up there to do your presentation, you know, when you went up there to do your presentation, like, and you didn't even do the subject matter that we're covering, you just covered yourself because you wanted to ask a girl out, and what was the qualities that you like portrayed up there? You didn't say that you were kind, funny, or smart. You said that you were rich and handsome, which the first thing is because you're a father and mother, and the second thing is questionable. Boom! God damn! I I'm starting to, I'm going to have to pull the fire alarm in here, bro, because that was just too, that was too fire. That's too, too, too toasted, dude. I'm going to catch on fire just being in proximity of these burns. But yeah, a spoiled kid literally looks so destroyed and the teacher ends it off by saying like might as well sit down now and cut your losses and instead of trying to fight back the spoiled kid at this point knew that yeah man he might as well sit down and just try and cut his losses because he was not going to be able to recover from this one so as soon as class got out word spread of this like wildfire spread like fire even hotter than the burns that were given to the spoiled kid right Sultan rushes to his lunch table with his friend, and they're all just, like, screaming about it. The whole lunchroom is a buzz like this. And if you don't want this to happen to you, leave a like. I'm just kidding. No, you should leave a like. But if you don't want this to happen to you, just be a good person who doesn't let things like money, or maybe if you're just, like, a good-looking kid or whatever, you just got good genetics, you rolled well, or if you got, like, money, or if you're really smart, or if you're the star lacrosse, hockey, football, whatever player, if you don't let this stuff go to your head and you're a genuine good person, then this stuff will never happen to you. And that's the moral of today's story. If you want to support the channel, watch another video. Love you guys. Peace. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a good day because today we have a story of a TikTok girl that fakes being super rich online. But then, you know, she ends up getting exposed, completely regrets it. You already know how it is. So, yeah, sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's call the main person in today's story, Allie. So, Allie went to this summer camp, right? And at this summer camp, she met this girl named Lindsay. And Allie and Lindsay became really good friends. They had a lot in common, and they just bonded over that. And it was like a really good situation, right? But Allie also knew a lot about Lindsay. Um... Allie knew that Lindsay wasn't some billionaire's daughter, right? They kind of, they actually had one kind of sleepover, uh, get-together type thing after camp. Um, so Allie knew pretty well who Lindsay was. She was 
the uh she was the the daughter of a like two middle class parents all good things are totally normal and uh, i'm the only reason i'm pointing this out the only reason i'm pointing this out is later in the story it becomes an incredibly important detail because Allie and Lindsay, you know, they were very good friends during camp. And while they did see, see each other once afterwards, um, things started to change when they weren't at camp together. Because they lived somewhat far away. They lived about a half an hour away from each other. And when Allie and Lindsay kind of went back to school, they kind of drifted apart. And they would text each other every once in a while. And uh, one day, you know, Allie was on her TikTok page and she was scrolling. And that's when she saw Lindsay, you know, post something on her TikTok page. And it was a very normal TikTok post. It was just one of those trend videos, something that like everyone would be doing and they would post it and they would just assume that only their friends would see it, but it would end up going mega viral or something. And sure enough, Lindsay's post went mega viral. It got tons and tons and tons of attention, probably like close to a million views or something. And then all of a sudden, Lindsay started to think, oh my God, like I could be internet famous. Like I got to curate an image of myself. And this is where things get interesting because Allie sees Lindsay post more because you have one viral video and of course you want to try and like capture some of that fleeing success or fleeting success to try and make something out of it as you know, you can make a lot of money if you do that correctly. And Allie starts seeing Lindsay post these TikTok videos of her, uh, you know, kind of like living this lifestyle that is very clearly not the lifestyle she was living. One example was Allie saw a TikTok of Lindsay in this like super expensive car, like a $200,000, I don't know, some kind of like BMW type car or something like the really high-end one and kind of just like in it and just being like, yes, to like morning vlog in my car or something like that. And uh, Allie was like, what? This isn't the Lindsay I know. Because one of the things that like Allie and Lindsay, you know, they got along so well is because they could relate a lot. They related on the struggles of like, all right, I only got $50 to my name and I don't know when I'm going to get another 50. How are we going to go about that? So all of a sudden seeing, you know, you know, Lindsay in this like super expensive $200,000 BMW type car really kind of just confused Allie. She didn't know what to make of it. And as time went on, she saw Lindsay post more and more of these videos, just like more videos of just like a, a very just different lifestyle from what she imagined. So at first, Allie kind of just assumed that, you know, you know, Lindsay was just good at being modest in person, but terrible at being modest online, which, you know, is a very weird, I, I don't know, that doesn't tend to happen. You're either modest in person and completely, like, even more modest online, or you're super flashy in person and incredibly flashy online. It's never, you're not, you're modest in person and you're flashy online. Like, that almost never happens. But Allie was like, okay, well, that's interesting of, like, my former friend. And she didn't mean former friend, like, oh, no, she's, you know, a TikTok star. I can't like her. She kind of meant former friend, like, I mean, I don't talk to this girl anymore. And the thing is, you know, these videos that Lindsay was, were posting, you know, they did pretty well. They all got like 10,000 views or so. It didn't replicate the same success as the million view video because that video was kind of more relatable. And, uh, you know, these videos were very, very, a very stark difference. And Allie started to go through Lindsay's TikTok page and was noticing that like a lot of the comments, like she was going through it 
And while there were some positive comments being like, well, girl, I wish that this was my life or something. I, I don't even know, man. I can't even replicate them correctly. But there were starting to be comments starting to point out inaccuracies, starting to pull, pull, point out flaws in the narrative of these TikTok videos. Specifically, people were saying, Are, like, if that's really your car, how about you go drive it or show us the keys? And another thing being like, if that's really like something, if you really live in this house, if you really are vacationing to these places, you're kind of portraying it in a way that it could be easily faked. And Allie was starting to notice that some people in the comments, and it wasn't like every comment, it wasn't top comment, it wasn't that guy in TikTok who has those like very obviously fake diamond teeth and he has like uh, a diamond detector, which really is just like a beeper thing. And he puts it on, he's like, 100% diamond, baby. I have $500 million in my mouth or something ridiculous like that. Not everyone thought it was fake, but there were starting to be people, more and more of them, that started to believe that, you know, something's just off about these videos. Something just simply isn't right. And that's when, you know, one day, Allie goes on TikTok again, and she sees a video and it's a video that's very strange because on TikTok, there's a feature where you can duet another video, which basically means that you can go and like reply to another video with your video. Um, and it features both the videos. Ali saw a video with like 50,000 likes. So a ton of traction duetting one of Lindsay's videos. And normally that's not a good thing. And what Ali saw completely shocked her. Real quick, if you made it this far, comment TikTok down below so I can see how many people made it this far. I'll try and heart a bunch of comments that do say that. And also, if you want to support the channel, binge watch the videos and let me know in the comment section how you're binge watching them. And finally, final little promo thing is if you haven't already done so, go follow me on TikTok. It's literally just Connor Pugs. I have about 7,000 followers there. And what I've been doing is I've been posting short stories to this channel, but on TikTok, I'll be posting them an hour before they're posted on here. So I would just go ahead and follow me on there as well as some other like kind of like original type content. Uh, go ahead and drop me a follow in there. I would appreciate it. Anyways, back to the story. So Allie sees a video that is uh, stitching. That's the word that they use, Lindsay, Lindsay's TikTok. And the video, basically, it was replying to the infamous video from Lindsay of her in her, like, $200,000 BMW car. And it shows, like, the video originally just shows Lindsay in the 200000 BMW car being like, Hello, girlies, this is my morning routine, or something like that, right? And then it stitches to someone who finds, like, exactly, like, just, you know how, like, one of those exposing videos that shows all the details or whatever? It stitches with a video that basically says, like, I have proof that this is, like, literally just, um, that this is literally just a rental. If you look in, like, the whatever bottom left corner of the car, you can see that there's the sticker on the windshield of the rental place. And if you don't believe me, like, I looked it up and it's actually a rental place and I found the car that she's in. It's a floor model. She was literally just went into a car shop to sit in the rental car or not the rental car, but like the floor model car type thing that they put on display and took a video. And if you look really closely in the background of the video, you can see that there's actually it isn't outside and it's inside of a store. You need to kind of squint to see it, though. And, and the video, they got a ton of engagement. 50,000 likes means around like 150 to 200,000 views, basically exposing that, you know, Lindsay was faking the whole thing. 
And Allie was kind of taken aback, but also not super surprised, since the very kind of like humble, down-to-earth girl that she knew, Lindsay, you know, she kind of knew that she came from a pretty normal household. And Allie kind of just assumed that once Lindsay got a little bit of TikTok fame, she wanted, you know, the whole world to be impressed with her or whatever, so she decided that, you know, material belongings were going to be the best way to get that accomplished. So a couple days later... You know, Allie, you know, checks back to see Lindsay's account because she's wondering if Lindsay decided to either ignore that video or respond to it because that video did so well. Lindsay's comment section was being flooded with people being like exposed, like, oh, you got wrecked. Oh, is this you? <laughs> Whatever stuff like that. And when Lindsay went back, she was struggling to or when Allie went back, she was struggling to find Lindsay's account. And she went to the because she left a like to kind of bookmark the video exposing her, and she went on the little, because, like, a video that duets someone or stitches it will, in like, will feature the original account in the caption, so she clicks on Lindsay's account, and sure enough, Lindsay's account is just completely gone, and Allie sends a text to Lindsay's being like, hey, why did you delete your TikTok account? Not saying, like, L, you got exposed, ha <laughs> ha or anything like that. She was just kind of questioning it. And Lindsay just never responded to Allie. And Allie can only assume that, you know, Lindsay was just so embarrassed by the whole ordeal, which I would be pretty embarrassed too. That is quite embarrassing that she just deleted her account and just went about her life. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. Today we got a story of this rich mom who shames a poor mom, but thankfully, karma, which is very real, strikes back. Subscribe if you're new and you enjoy story videos, sit back, relax, and let's just jump into this. I'm going to call today's video, today's subscriber who submitted this story to me, I'm going to call her April. I'm going to call her April because I'm a big Parks and Rec fan, but also it's a good name, man. Anyways, right, so this all happened one day when the school that April went to was having a bake sale. The whole idea of the bake sale was that parents who wanted to participate would come in and bake something and uh, put it out on this kind of like the bake sale. And then other people, including those parents, if they wanted to, could go around and buy uh, other people's pastries or desserts or whatever they baked. Um, and the money would go to... I think like the school's fund for teaching supplies, it was for a good cause and was related to the school. So anyways, right, April, April lived in a family where, you know, she had a single family, a single family household. It was just her mother and her mother was working multiple jobs just to make sure that, you know, April and her had a, a decent enough childhood and that, or like that April had a decent enough childhood and that they could make it through. And so for that reason, right, April's mom was did not have a lot of time on her hands. When you're working like two to three jobs, you do not have a lot of time on your hands. Even if they are all part-time jobs, it's still very difficult. And But April really wanted her mom to participate in this as April was telling her mom that, oh, all my other friends' moms are doing this or whatever. And this happened like four or five years ago for a little bit of context. And uh, April's mom was like, well, you know, your friends' moms might have more time than I do. Um, and, you know, April said that she understood, but April's mom saw that April, you know, she was a little disappointed and she wanted her mom to do it. So April's mom decided that, you know what, like, yeah, I don't have a lot of time. I might not have time to bake it, but I'll just go and buy some pastry from, I don't know, a supermarket. It's not going to be the greatest thing ever, but at least I'm going to show up with something. So uh, the day, the day eventually happens and April goes to school uh, expecting her mom not to show up with anything, right? And uh, sure enough, she eventually the time of the bake sale, which is happening after school when people normally get picked up, 
it begins and April kind of walks out just expecting to be picked up by her mom and April's watching as all of her classmates go over and you know see their parents with all their like bait goods or whatever standing around having other people go and buy their stuff and knowing that you know the proceeds from this will go to the school supplies and April was feeling a little bit down. And that's when she heard her name. She heard April, April. And April looks up and she looks over at the uh, the stand and she sees her mom. And April was completely surprised, man. I mean, she was like, wow, what are you doing here, mom? So she runs over and asks her mom, like, what is she doing here? And April's mom's like, well, I thought I'd be a little surprised, but I did eventually show up with, uh, I showed up with some good stuff. I showed up with some bakeries. I thought I would, you know, come and help out. Uh, I know how much you wanted me to be here. And April was just full of happiness, full of joy or whatever. And April's mom got like some kind of bought some kind of uh, some cake that was made at a, a grocery store or whatever. So obviously it was not like the greatest cake ever, but that's fine. It doesn't matter. It's really just the thought that counts. And so while people were going around, they were getting slices of people's cake or pie or whatever they baked. And, you know, they paid the money, which would go to the school, go to the school supplies or whatever. Eventually, this woman came over to April's mom's cake. And this woman was very clearly one that, you know, had a lot of money, you know. And uh, it was pretty, pretty clear. She had bought quite a few things from the other stands. And she was adorned with jewelry. You already know how it is. But uh, sure enough, she walks over to... April's mom's um, uh, cake and looks at it and she's like, wait a minute. And the thing is, this woman, we're just going to call her the Karen because it really was what she was. So Karen over here notices she recognizes the cake from the from the grocery store. And she's like, she, she looks up at April's mom and is like, you didn't bake this. You bought this from the grocery store. And she says it loud enough that like the other moms turn and look at her. And it's April looks up, and April didn't really care where the cake came from, but she was noticing that a scene was starting to start. A scene was starting to start. Wow, I'm so great at English, guys. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment Karen down below. I just want to see how many people made it this far. And if you want to support the channel, just binge watch some videos. Watch a bunch of them in one sitting, maybe while you're playing video games or drawing art or whatever you want to do. And let me know in the comment section if you do that. Thank you. Let's get... Oh, sorry. This burped. I'm not going to cut that out because it's authentic. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyways, let's get back to the story. So anyways, right, the Karen has walked over to April's mom's stand, looks at the cake and realizes that the cake is bought from some uh, some grocery store or something. And the Karen's like, ah. <sighs> Like, you really didn't have the time out of your day to bake something. Instead, you decided to buy some cheap cake. Do you even care about this school? Which, first of all, this was a voluntary thing. No one, most, a lot of the parents didn't even show up to do this. So it, it, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But anyways, enough of my interjection. And sure enough, the, the Karen goes on to say, like, everyone else here put their blood, sweat, and tears into their pastries and cakes. And you came over here and bought a cheap cake instead. And I, this is, this is outrageous. This is ridiculous. And April's mom, not trying to, like, start a scene or anything, politely responds, like, no, I did not make this cake. Yes, I did buy it. 
However, like, I don't have, like, any time on my hands at all. And this Karen is like, and you think I have a lot of time on my hands? I have to pick up my child every single day. And I go to a lot of these parent meetings. I'm actually the head of the... uh, the, the woman for insert town name. And uh, we have a lot of meetings and planning. Like, I am incredibly busy. And I had to change my entire schedule just to do this. You could have done the same. And uh, obviously, right, you know, different situations right here. And April's mom is just not really trying to, you know, she's not trying to start a fight. She's not trying to embarrass her daughter, which, good on her. Even though if I was April's mom, I'd be like, well, I have something for you to say. And I, I wouldn't actually do that. I'm not confrontational like that. But uh, all the other parents were kind of looking over like, oh boy, starting a scene. Miss Karen started another scene again. And the Karen's like, you know, this is just so disrespectful. And she said, you know what? Give me a piece of that cake. I'm going to see how it is. And she hands money. And April's mom's like, okay, like fine. April's mom takes the money because she knows the money's going to a good cause. And then, you know, the Karen takes a bit of the cake, takes a fork, puts it in her mouth, and has the most over-exaggerated reaction of all time. Her eyes widen. She starts to gag. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she just goes, <laughs> spitting it out, spraying bits of cake everywhere. It was actually quite disgusting. And she's like, oh, my God, that is the worst thing I've ever tasted. You must hate the children here. You must have no respect for anyone. And she walks away, and she's like, oh, I, I, can't, I can't even be here anymore. And she starts to, like, waddle away all mad and angry. And, uh, yeah, so April's just standing there. Super embarrassing moment. It's not really just her embarrassed, but it's just, it's just a really uncomfortable moment, right? And yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. And uh, April's mom looks down at April and says, don't worry about that lady. Like, not everyone's going to like our cake or whatever. And uh, sure enough, uh, they, you know, they get back up and uh, they're greeted by actually a good scene. This story does not end on a terrible ending because all the other parents who were kind of like around the place and they were, they were listening in, they all lined up and they all, and the first person line said, I would like to have a piece of your cake, please. And the thing is, right, this wasn't accidental. April and April's mom knew that, like, all the people that were in line, they all just left their stands, as all the stands next to them that were normally occupied by these people were not. And most likely what happened was they heard the altercation, they felt really bad for April's mom and April, and they decided they'd get in line and, you know, get it like the cake or whatever. So sure enough, they all went through the line, and by the end of it, the entire cake was gone. Everyone bought all of it, and they were like, well, congrats, like, thank you, like, thank you so much for the cake, it's so good, like, oh, you raised all this money, and, uh, you know, April's mom shows April all the money they raised, shows that the cake is gone, April's in a good mood again. But don't think that this story ends here because I said karma happens. Karma doesn't happen. Karma doesn't mean someone does a bad thing to someone and then a good thing happens to someone else. That might happen. Karma means if someone does a bad thing, something bad happens right back to them. So one of the people who is in line, right, was a very important person in like the women's association for insert town or whatever. And while the Karen was like the president, this person was like the founder. She was the OG. She was really the one who owned it, who was basically the board of directors. The person who watched this Karen berate this woman for doing her very best, right, 
was actually the person who owns slash runs or whatever, has like the most, most, most secretive, like it's not really apparent, but it's like kind of secretive, but has the most authority and ownership of like the woman's organization for whatever, right? The town that they're in. And uh, sure enough, right, April is like, this is weeks later, April's mom is like, oh my God. And April runs and says, what's up? And April's mom is on Facebook and she said, oh, do you remember that woman from weeks ago? And we're just going to call her Karen. And April's like, yeah, Karen, I remember her. And she said, oh, she's, she's being let go from her position as president of the Women's Association. And April's like, what? And April's mom's like, yeah, look, it's, a, it's the Women's Association, says the, the, the board member or like the, the real owner or whatever. I, I don't know what title it was. Basically made a statement saying we will be changing presidential, presidential positions or we'll be having the president step down due to, uh, I don't know, disgraceful actions or something or just not representing our organization in our community appropriately. And uh, yeah, April's mom is like, so April, what does that mean? And April's like, uh, store-bought cake is good. And April's mom's like, nope, no, it, it means you got to be a good person, April. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. Today I have a story time of probably the most spoiled girl of all time, that when she got a present that wasn't exactly what she wanted, but still was pretty good, she completely freaked out and it was pretty hilarious. So yeah, sit back, relax, I'll leave a like in the video for free nothing, and let's get right into it. So the subscriber who sent in today's story, we're gonna call him Nathan, by the way, I get all the names from my stories for the comments, so leave a comment of a name you'd like. And also, if you want to send in a story like Nathan did, uh, you can do so either to my Instagram in the description or join the Discord server and send it there. That is also in the description. Anyways, right, so Nathan had this friend, or friend in quotation marks because, like, Nathan wasn't, like, super close with her. But you know when you guys are in, like, first grade or second grade or even, I think, I think Nathan said he was in, like, fourth or fifth grade at this point. But when you're younger, right, if someone goes to your school and your school is small enough, Nathan's class was, like, 25 30 people so when your class is that small you're kind of like default friends with everyone like you might not actually hang out with them that much but by default you're just kind of friends with them yeah so there was this girl and her name was audrey right also got that name from the comments so go anyways right so this girl's name was audrey and uh you know nathan didn't actually really like her that much she was kind of uh kind of a little entitled and by a little i mean a lot and just the way she acted, just, you know, the girls were friends with her because, like, all the girls were literally friends with every single girl in that grade. Like, Nathan was telling me in that class, every single girl was always close with every other girl in that class. Like, it was unlike anything he's ever seen or anything I've ever seen, right? But Nathan, he was never super close with Audrey, but still, since they were in the class together, he was invited to Audrey's birthday party. And at the birthday party, right... Uh, Nathan honestly just got another reason not to like her, but we'll get into that in just a second. So the day before Audrey's birthday party, which Nathan was invited to, Nathan and his mom go out to, I don't know, Target or some kind of, like, shop or something, and they try and find something to buy Audrey because, like, they were, it, the email didn't say don't bring gifts, and when the email doesn't say don't bring gifts, it kind of implies, hey bro, it's a birthday party, you better be bringing my daughter a gift, dude. But uh, anyways, they go around and, you know, Nathan's mom's like, Nathan, do you have any idea, like, what Audrey would like? And Nathan's like, Mom, I have no idea. And she's like, all right, fair enough. So, you know, Nathan's mom, you know, picked out something that she thought, you know, you know, Audrey would like. And Audrey's mom didn't even send out, like, a list of stuff people should get, which is a little tip. If you guys, if your parents ever ask, like, you should tell your parents to do this, 
If you have a birthday party, tell your parents a list of stuff that's affordable, that you would like, and you'll actually probably get more presents you actually enjoy. Anyways, right? So, you know, uh, you know, Nathan's mom picks out something that is, you know, not super expensive, but it's like, it's good enough, right? And it works out. You know, Nathan looks at it, he's like, oh, that sounds like something Audrey might like. Obviously having no idea what you'd like, but you know, whatever. Especially with like birthday parties, you're gonna get a lot of stuff that you don't actually like slash use, but you just have to get over yourself and say thank you. But anyways, right, so they go back home and by the next day rolls around, it's, a fan it, it's Audrey's birthday party. And that was like a Saturday, I think. I think Friday night was the night that they went out and bought stuff. But on that Saturday, it was the day of Audrey's party. And yeah, Nathan was, you know, getting a little excited, man. Not because he necessarily liked Audrey, but because, hey, bro, it was a party. It was a birthday party. His friends were going to be there. There were going to be activities. There's going to be cake, probably. Like, Audrey's house was pretty nice. Like, he's able to chill there. Like, bro, it was going to be a good day, or so we thought. Since the party is going to be, like, very, very interesting, I don't want to interrupt the flow of it. So I'm going to have the secret word now. Comment Nathan if you made it this far. Yeah, most people are going to comment spoiled and not think anything else and get caught. But no, comment Nathan if you made it this far. I'll filter the comments and try and heart as many as I can that say Nathan. So yeah, if you want to heart, comment Nathan down below. And while you're down there, leave a like, join the Discord server. And anyways, it's officially here. The party. Audrey's party is officially upon us, fellas. It's officially here. So, right, you know, Nathan's mom, you know, drives, you know, drives him up. And uh, parents were also invited to the party. They were going to stay in kind of a separate place. Not a separate place, but they weren't going to obviously hang out with the kids. But Nathan was pretty excited, man. So he gets out of the car and Nathan's mom's like, oh, don't forget to bring the gift. So Nathan holds on to the gift. It's all wrapped up or whatever. And they go to the door and Audrey's mom's like, oh, thank you so much for coming. Like, oh, I can take that for you. Thank you so much. Like, whatever, right? Standard mom stuff. I love moms. Anyways, right? So, you know, they're just like, uh, you know, Nathan walks in and he finds his friends and Audrey's hanging out with all the other girls. And, you know, they're all kind of friendly, but at this point, Nathan and his friends are kind of like, they're kind of doing their own thing, but it's not like awkward that they're doing it. It makes total sense. So Nathan does admit that the party's actually pretty fun at first. Like, you know, everyone's having a pretty good time. I mean, before the event happens, which like big quotations around the event. You know, Nathan and his friends are hanging out. You know, cake is served. Like, actually, no, cake is not served. That's served later because uh, that's a whole event as well. But anyways, right, you know, there's like some punch. There's like some snacks. They're out like Audrey has a pretty nice backyard. I mean, she's got a pretty good house anyway. So there's like a lot of activities to do. I think there's like a swing set or something. So Nathan and his friends are having a pretty good time, bro. They're kind of having a blast. And uh, all of a sudden, right, Audrey's mom kind of like yells out being like, all right, guys, it's cake time. And, you know, uh, after cake time is present time, which is even worse than cake time. But we're getting to that in a second. Don't worry. So anyways, they all walk in and, you know, you know, like uh, the Audrey's mom is like, all right, guys, I, when Audrey walks in, we all need to sing happy birthday to her. Uh, she's going to blow out the candles and make a wish, and then you can all have cake, but we're going to give it to her first because she's the birthday girl. Standard stuff, right? So anyways, right, you know, Nathan and all of his friends, say, you know, they gather around, and, you know, Audrey walks in, and she's like, oh, my God, there's cake or whatever, and everyone's like, happy. I'm not going to sing to you guys. you got to pay for that on my only friends. But anyways, right, um, you know, everyone's singing, like, happy birthday, and then, uh, you know, you know, she goes up and she's, you know, like so excited. She's like, oh, yay, cake, whatever. And everyone, and Nathan's just like, bro, I'm trying to eat some cake, bro. And uh, yeah, she blows out the candles and is like, all right, cake time. So, you know, she gets a piece of cake and then she's like, is that it? 
because her because like her mom was cutting the cake she's like yeah audrey that's a pretty big piece and she's like no i want that piece too and everyone's like okay and audrey's mom's like all right sure you can have that piece too and she's like good and then this takes both pieces of cake and walks away and it was just a little weird this was not the bad part at all but it's just like a precursor to something crazy right so everyone's like okay that was a little weird like okay that's fine but they all get their cake they're having a pretty good time and this is where everything just completely falls apart present time oh man bro present time is the time where whatever you get whatever you get for present you have to be respectful you have to pretend to be enthusiastic even if you aren't and you have to give everyone the same treatment if someone gives you a 24 karat gold rolex or if someone gives you a birthday card with a smiley face in it you need to look equally excited that's the play thing to do it's very hard trust me i was a kid once believe it or not i did not just come out of the womb like this like as as a grown 50 year old i'm i'm 19 i'm not 50. So anyways, right, you know, Audrey's mom's like, all right, guys, it's present time. So, you know, Audrey sits down and everyone kind of like gathers around. And the whole idea was that you were able to like walk over and hand Audrey your present. And yeah, so it began. And first, Audrey's friends were like, went over, handed the present. And Audrey was like genuinely excited for the presents. Like she acted like, oh my gosh, like started like unwrapping them and taking them out of the box because like Audrey's friends knew exactly what she wanted, right? She knew exactly what she wanted because they were Audrey's friends. They're close with her. So Audrey was in a very good mood at this point. And she's just like, oh man, this birthday's so great. And then some of the, you know, uh, some of the guys went over and gave her presents and she just opened them and (laughs) she had this, this blank expression and Audrey's mom had to step and say, thank you so much for that. She loves it. Audrey just had a blank expression bro she didn't even say thanks she just like put it to the side and reached for the next present bro and at this point nathan was like starting to sweat because he's like dude there's no shot she reacts well to my present and yeah it's officially nathan's turn to go up and uh nathan's like all right here goes nothing he grabs the present walks up audrey like kind of like looking at it like with some anticipation unwraps the wrapping paper looks at it looks up at nathan and says seriously <laughs> like she actually says seriously bro she looks at him is this like seriously dude seriously and at this point audrey's mom's like nathan thank you so much audrey loves it doesn't she and audrey's just like this is like no one plays with these anymore it was like some kind of doll or something and uh, and audrey's mom's like nathan thank you so much we love it thank you so much and starts to like push him away like starts to push nathan back because she's like oh my god we gotta we gotta move on we get the we gotta get this show on the road and audrey just like she audrey doesn't even put this toy like this was probably like the worst one yet um because like for some reason she was almost insulted by this one because it was like an old like it was like an old doll they used to play with a lot back in like second grade not fourth grade they're big kids now man but anyway she was almost like insulted by this one so instead of like putting it to the side like the other one she wasn't interested with she literally like people have done in cartoons tossed it behind her and it like flew out of the box snapped into like it was a it was a whole disaster it was a whole scene and audrey's mom is just doing damage control at this point she's like oh okay i think it's time for the big present at this point audrey's like the big present i think i know what it is and she's like oh i don't know if you know what it is so the whole thing right no one had a phone yet because they're just in fourth grade and at this point i think it was like iphone 7 was like the big deal or whatever that was like the new phone that came out but the iphone 6 was still pretty popular it was still like a very solid phone 
And uh, yeah, Audrey's mom was going to like give her the big present that she didn't say what it was, but Audrey knew it was like the new iPhone 7. She was going to give her the big present at her birthday and it was going to be a huge surprise or whatever. So Audrey's like so excited at this point because she's about to get the new iPhone in front of everyone and everyone's going to see her get the new iPhone and she's going to be the coolest and the bestest and the, y- you know how it goes. So Audrey's mom kind of in like damage control to like what, to kind of like, take away from the reaction Audrey just had to Nathan's gift. It's like, all right, it's time. And Audrey's so excited at this point. So she kind of like reaches out her hands and Audrey's mom hands her, you know, a very obviously wrapped phone case, right? And so Audrey's like quickly tears it open. And the look on her face goes from like super excited to like horror, bro. You know why it was horror? Because it wasn't an iPhone 7. It was an iPhone 6. Nah, bro, I'm not, even, I'm not even trolling. I'm not even trolling. The worst thing that could have possibly happened was in front of everyone, she was embarrassed by her mother because instead of getting the iPhone 7, man, <laughs> she got the iPhone 6, bro. And Audrey looks up at her mom. She's like, Mom, this doesn't look like the iPhone 7. She's like, oh, yeah, it's, a, it, it's, it's an iPhone. It's iPhone 6. It's, like, very good. It's, like, the one I have. And Audrey, like, starts to, like, well up. And she's like, my birthday went downhill, man. She's like, ever since Nathan gave me that terrible present, Nathan's like, bro, why did you bring me, bro? And she's like, then you you embarrass me in front of all my friends? (laughs) And then Audrey gets up and runs out of the room, sprints out of the room upstairs to her room, locks the door, and is like, obviously, like, very loudly crying, like, doing it, like, loud on purpose for attention. At this point, Nathan's like, bro, I I knew I didn't like this girl. I knew I didn't like her. But now I have a solid reason. Let's go. <laughs> no, no. But seriously, he was like, bro, you cannot be, you, you got to be kidding me, dude. And, and all the moms were kind of looking at each other like, uh, Audrey's mom, I think you got to go back to parenting school because what is this? And yeah, sure enough, right? You know, Audrey just never comes back downstairs for the duration of the party. And the party obviously ends early because the parents are like, haha, kids, let's get out of here. And like, even Nathan's mom was like, all right, Nathan, I know this is fun, but we got to scoot. Nathan was like, he was like honestly having a good time with his friends after the whole fiasco because they were just chilling outside, but he totally understood that this might not be the place to be long-term. So he's like, all right, mom, let's go. So he gets in the car and Nathan's mom's like, you know what, Nathan, sometimes you mess up. Sometimes, you know, you talk back to me. Sometimes you don't study for tests. Sometimes you disobey my rules, but I'm so thankful for you. And this party just like, really solidifies how good of a kid you are. Nathan starts laughing. He's like, no problem, mom. Love you too. Subscribe if you haven't already. Now go watch another video. There's some on screen, some that recommended. Watch it and you'll make me happy. Today I got a story time for you guys about this entitled kid who had a pretty crazy meltdown. And you guys seem to love these videos. And honestly, I think this one might be the best one yet. I know that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big thing to say since we've had some pretty popular hits, but this one is This one might be my favorite. Anyways, sit back, relax, grab something you drink, grab something to eat, and enjoy. So we're going to call the subscriber who sent in today's story, we're going to call him Jake. And by the way, send in stories to my Instagram, you can be featured on the channel. And also, I'm choosing these names from the comments, so comment names you want me to feature, it can even be your own name, yada yada. Anyways, right, 
Jake, the subscriber, sent in this story about this time. About this time that, you know, he and his parents went to an amusement park or a carnival-type place, you know, where it had a bunch of rides, kind of like a fair-type thing, but bigger. I don't know exactly what to categorize it as, but it's kind of like one of those type events. And uh, this was like a thing that, like, the, this, like, event fair came every single year and it was a thing that, you know, you know uh, Jake and his family always love to do every single summer. And, uh, yeah, at this fair, you're going to see a pretty crazy encounter that is my favorite. I think it is legitimately my favorite. Anyways, right, so, you know, it's that time of the year where the carnival, if I call it a fair or a carnival or a festival or whatever, it's all kind of the same thing. It's like an amusement park that comes into town. Uh, so, you know, the carnival comes, you know, once a year, and once again, it's that time of year. It comes in July, and it's, like, always, like, a fun event for everyone in, like, the town and the neighboring towns and neighborhoods to go out to because it's kind of, like, it, it's a pretty cool pop-up event. They got a lot of cool rides. They got a lot of cool, like, food and activities and stuff, and it only is there for a week before... Before they pack up, which is part of, like, the allure. They go from, like, city to city or whatever. Anyways, right, uh, so, you know, Jake, you know, Jake and his parents, they're driving down, and it's pretty exciting, and they're talking to each other about all the rides they want to hit, because, you know, it's kind of like same rides every single year. So they get down there, right, and they go, you know, they go to the main, and uh, they go to kind of, like, the main place where you buy the tickets, and this is where the first encounter, not the last encounter, let me just let you know, this is not the last encounter, but this is the first encounter with this kid, and we're gonna call this kid, we're gonna call him Jordan. This was also a name that was given to me in the comments, so comment names. Anyways, we're gonna call this kid Jordan. Anyways, right, so Jake and his parents, they're standing in line to get tickets. And, you know, there's only one line, and the line is pretty long because, you know, it's a pretty popular event. And, you know, you know, I mean, Jordan and his parents kind of are aware of this because, you know, every year the line is really long. It probably is going to take like 10, 20, 25 plus minutes just to get their tickets. But it's just part of the process. It's just part of like the experience. And since they've been there so many times in the past, they just know it's coming. But anyways, right, there's no like special VIP priority line. There's no line that you can pay extra in and be able to scoot ahead faster. Let me just say that those lines are so fun. Like, I feel like such a jerk getting in those and like walking by everyone else. But like, hey, man, if it's only like 10 bucks, like uh, time value of money, bro. But anyways, right. You know, there's no like VIP line. There's no line that can get you into like in there faster. Every single person is going to pay the same amount for the ticket, and every single person is going to wait the same amount of time to stand in line. But anyways, right, you know, Jake and his family are, you know, you know they're there, uh, you know, they're just like standing in line, and they're standing behind this new family that they've never seen before. They must be new to the neighborhood, or they maybe are out of state or out of town, whatever, coming into the festival, because I don't know, they've been suggested it. And here's the thing, we never get a name for this kid, or, you know, Jordan, or Jake, not Jordan. Jake told me that he didn't know this kid's name, which is totally fine because I don't ever use the real names anyways. So we're going to call this kid Jordan. So Jordan and his family, you know, Jake's family don't recognize and they're standing in front of Jake's family. And right away, Jordan is like, mom, mom, do I have to wait with all these people? And, you know, Jake and his head's just like, what, bro, what do you mean by these people, bro? You're one of these people now. He's like, mom, can you just pay the money so we can go in there faster? And at this point, Jake's just kind of like, you know, he's kind of laughing to himself a little bit. He's like, bro, this kid, bro, this kid, crazy, could never be me. 
And uh, you know, this is kind of this is the beginning. This is your taste of an introduction to this kid, Jordan, because it's not the largest fair ever. Uh, there's a pretty big line, and there's a lot of people there. But uh, you know, Jake, he does run into Jordan a few more times, and it just escalates every single time. This is just a little taste. Jordan doesn't want to be in the line. He wants his mom to pay for him to be in a faster line. But this is nothing compared to what's coming. Anyways, right, so, you know, Jake and his family and Jordan and his family, they wait in the line. There's no special fancy line they can go into to kind of jumpstart the process. Anyways, they're waiting in the line and eventually they get in. Because believe it or not, if you just wait, you'll get in in a line. Wow, crazy concept, I know. Anyways, right, so they kind of go their separate ways. And it's actually a little while before Jake and his family end up seeing Jordan's family again. So, you know, Jake and his family, they go on some of the rides that they want to go to. They stop at a food place they want to go to. They stop at all, like, a a bunch of places on their list that they want to go to. And the next place that they want to go to is kind of like this pretty big ride where it's like, it's pretty cool. It's like a pretty big drop. And it's like kind of, it's not the main attraction. There's a lot of reasons to come to this place, but it's probably one of the more popular attractions. And therefore we'll also probably have one of the bigger lines. And what do you know, right? When Jake and his family, they get into line, instead of being, you know, behind Jordan and his family, they're the ones in front now, and Jordan and his family are behind Jake and his family. And at first, Jake didn't totally, like, think that much about it, but he did, like, look back and see who was coming, standing behind them, and he did recognize this kid, Jordan, just because he thought the comment of, like, Mom, why can't you buy me into a faster line was kind of funny. So we just kind of, like, remembered it. But, you know, he didn't really think that much of this kid until, you know, this kid started going off again. Anyways, so Jake is standing in line with his parents, and he hears once again Jordan whining behind him. Instead of being like, Mom, can't we, can't we like, pay to be in a faster line? Jordan's like, Mom, do I really have to wait in a line with all these smelly people? <laughs> and, and Jordan's, or Jake is just thinking to himself, Bro, You're not looking too clean yourself. If you're calling me smelly, like if you're calling me smelly of all people, I showered. I I didn't dress up for this. I'm not in like, you know, you know, black tie attire or anything, but you know, I'm looking decent. I'm smelling fine. Why did you just call me and everyone else like smelly people, bro? Like if anything, like you're looking a little dirty today. You're looking a little scuffed right now. If anything, bro, like just, just keeping it straight with you right now. But anyways, right, Jordan keeps going on like, man, I wish they had a, I wish they had like, you know, mom, mom, you know, like the height requirements. And the mom's like, yes, sweetie. And Jordan goes, I wish they had like a, you know, how expensive your shoes requirements so that like all the dirty people. And at this point, Jordan, Jake's just like, hey, yo, what the fuck? Hey, hey, what the (laughs) fuck? Like, hey, this kid is out of pocket, bro. Like, that's crazy. And, and, you know, this kid Jordan is like, and and then there'd be like, a, if your shoes are this expensive or not, you can ride only so that I don't have to be around as many people that are less clean than us. And at this point, right, you know, Jake was just like, what the fuck? Like, oh, whoa, this kid, bro, this kid. And, you know, it credit to Jordan's mom. I mean, zero credit for raising your son like this, because at the end of the day, these kids weren't that old. Like, I don't know exactly the ages, but I'm going to guess like 11, 12, 13. So a lot of like their actions at the end of the day are on the parents, but a little credit to the mom for being like, hey, like Jordan, you can't be saying that like that. That's rude to the other people. 
And of course, she didn't like reprimand him anything beyond that. She wasn't like, oh, you're not allowed to go on this line or this ride or anything. She just said, hey, don't say that. That that that's I mean, okay, to be fair, that punishment wasn't that good. But at least she wasn't like agreeing with him. So at this point, right, Jake is looking back at his family and like his his mom and dad are looking at him with like because, you know, this kid Jordan is very loud and he's right behind them. So obviously Jake and his parents just like look at each other like, hey, yo, like what is that? <laughs> like what 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 did we stumble upon? Like, oh my God. And, and you know, and, and Jake's dad just starts like laughing a little bit, looking at him like just because it's just so ridiculous, right? It's just so ridiculous. And you thought the ridiculousness ended there. You are sadly, sadly mistaken. Speaking of carnivals, uh, today's secret word is carnival, so comment carnival if you made it this far into the video. I just like to see how many people made it this far, and I'll do my best to heart a bunch of comments that say carnival, and no guarantees because I'm trying to, have a, trying to have a life and also not fail school, you know, do a pretty good job, I'm a bit of a hardo. But anyways, right, also, just so you know, today, today's your lucky day. Because for every single person who leaves a like on today's video, they will receive absolutely nothing, which is a fantastic deal. And if you're feeling extra, extra cool uh, while you're down there leaving a like, also turn on notifs, notification, that lovely notification bell, because uh, YouTube's very nice to me right now, but uh, sometimes they're not. So if you want to always make sure you see my videos, make sure notifications are turned on. With that being said, back to the kid who's about to do something pretty crazy. Anyways, the final scene, the final meltdown, the most epic part of this whole story. The whole story so far has been pretty good. It's been a top spoiled kid story so far. But this final scene cements it, in my opinion, as like the spoiled kid story on the channel. You guys can disagree with me. I think this one's pretty good, though. But anyways, the final scene is in the gift shop. Yes, every place, every carnival, every store, everything needs a gift shop, man. I mean, you got you got you got to commoditize the commodity at this point. You got to squeeze, you got to milk all the money out of it. It just it is what it is. And you can get some cool knickknacks. Like it's it, it's win-win here. But anyways, right? Um so, you know, once again, Jake, you know, and his family have been going around and then they find themselves in the, you know, in the gift shop and then, you know, once again, I said the once again prematurely, but once again, Jordan and his family are already in there. So, you know, Jake and his family are just like, they're not going to like stalk these people. First of all, they don't even like this, this kid that much. And they probably don't like the parents for even allowing this behavior to occur. Like, sure, Jordan's mom was like, Jordan, don't say that. But come on, dude, that's like, that's not even a slap on a wrist. That's like less than I, don't, I can't think of i don't know a feather on a wrist bro like that is that's even less anyways right so jake and his family they're in the you know they're in the gift shop they're looking around and you know they're kind of just there to check it out maybe they'll get one thing maybe right whatever but they could just like might as well just go in there to look at like the fun things and just like have a good time at the end of the day you know since jake is a normal kid he doesn't really care. It doesn't really matter. But they happen to get kind of like close enough in the store to overhear Jordan and his parents in the gift shop. So Jake look, turns around and he sees that, you know, Jordan is holding like a bag full of all these items. And they're not like small little collectible things you might get by the cash register. I mean, these are big, like these are really big things. I don't know exactly what they are. I don't know if the fair had a theme or something and if these things follow the theme. But this was like a hefty sum of money. This would probably be like half a band worth of stuff. Like that's just the assumption right here. And Jordan is like, hey mom, like uh, I'm ready to like check out. And the mom takes one look at this bag 
And it's like, hey, Jordan, like, I don't think we should be spending that much money in the gift shop here. And Jordan is like, what do you mean? Like, we can definitely afford it. Like, are, are we going broke? And Jordan's mom's like, no, but I just don't think this is a good way to spend our money, right? You know, it's not the fact that we couldn't buy this. It's just I don't think this is a good way to do it. Totally valid, right? Totally valid claim. And then this kid, Jordan, just like snaps for some reason. He's like, if you don't get me this stuff, that means you don't love me because I know you can and I know you're choosing not to because you don't want to see me happy. And he's like, he's on the verge of tears. In fact, he's choking up a little bit at this point. And Jake is completely thrown off guard because he, 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 does a, he does a 180 so quickly, dude. Like, he wasn't like, you know, he was like pretty common. Like, he was like, you know, calm and collected when he asked for this stuff. And within like 30 seconds after getting an explanation, he's basically just like bawling and calling his parents awful people because they wouldn't buy him the, you know, the, the big bag of like $500 worth of gift store stuff that he wanted. And then he starts going around what he does is he tries to guilt trip his parents because his parents haven't even responded yet. But what he does is he goes up to a random guy and says, goes up to them and is like, my parents... They don't love me. And at this point, Jake is just like, what the f- Is this kid insane? Is this kid okay? Is, is this acceptable behavior? Like, do, do his parents, like, allow this? Is this, like, a one-time offense? Like, oh my god. And Jake and his parents watch as probably the worst thing possible happens. And you might be thinking, oh my god, like, did a meteor come out of the sky and blow them all to bits? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Even worse. Even worse. You know what happened? The parents give in. Oh, it's awful, dude. It's awful. The parents are like, oh, sweetie, we do love you. You know what? On second thought, we'll buy you the gift bag. And, you know, Jake and his, like, especially Jake's dad is just, like, standing there with his, like, hands on top of his head, like, no. You know, almost like, you know, dads when they watch, like, their son's football game and, like, there's a bad pass and they all, like, put their hands on top of their heads and make this face. That's the face he was making because, like, the parents just probably made one of the worst passes in the history of football. I mean, parenting. And Jake and his family watch in horror as, you know, Jordan and his parents go to the checkout line and Jordan's parents buy Jordan everything he wanted and they left the store and Jake and his parents had quite a conversation on the car ride back just reflecting on how not to be a parent and uh, you know when Jake you know because he wanted kids what he was not gonna do basically whatever those parents just did subscribe if you haven't already done so and now uh, go click on another video helps me out uh yeah go go watch one right now or i don't know i'll, I'll be sad today's Bye. story is about a spoiled kid who actually tells another kid that his parents suck because they make less money than his parents like oh my god anyways enjoy the story anyways let's call the subscriber who sent in the story and by the way send in stories to my instagram link in description or thing in description let's call the subscriber who sent in the story let's call him calvin right so anyways right calvin's at school i think calvin's in middle school i don't really know exactly what grade but calvin's in middle school and he's out at recess with his recess why did i say it like that oh my god so Calvin and all of his buddies, they were out at recess, and, uh, you know, out at recess with them was the classmate that they had. This classmate, uh, let's call him Clyde. 
Yeah, so Clyde was kind of known as being like, you know, the spoiled kid, the jerk kid, the kid who's like, here's the thing. There's literally nothing wrong with your parents, you know, making a lot of money. There's nothing wrong with them making an average amount of money. There's nothing wrong with them making no money. There's nothing wrong with them being secret agents for the Illuminati. It really doesn't matter, you know. But the thing is, it also, it matters how that affects the way you act. If your parents make a lot of money and you're like, I'm more important than everyone else because they make a lot of money, well, okay. That's the problem, right? If you're going around screaming at people, uh, you're worth as much as my shoe because you don't have a lot of money, then you know what? You're the problem, man. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you're the problem on this one. Anyways, right, so Clyde was kind of known as, like, the kid who was kind of, like, a massive jerk, and one of the reasons why he was a jerk is because he was pretty arrogant because of the money his parents made. Once again, nothing wrong with that fact alone, but something wrong with the way he acted. So anyways, right... One day, one day, good old Calvin, his friends, and Clyde were all out at recess, and they were just hanging out, they were talking, they were having a pretty good day. I mean, man, it's recess. If there's one thing I miss from middle school, it's recess, dude. But anyways, right, they were all out there having a wonderful time, having a good day. It is what it is. They were just out there uh, mining some Bitcoin, just like what normal kids do, playing on their abacuses, abacus, abacus, I don't know what the plural is. While the school kind of like had a loose rule saying, you can't be on your phone during school, you can't be on your phone during lunch, you can't be on your phone during recess, right? Kind of yada yada on like that. It really wasn't enforced and like teachers would see kids on their phone all the time. And when the rule was like introduced like years ago, like at the very beginning, apparently they did try and actually enforce it. But over time, they just kind of quit. They kind of just gave up. So the kids at recess were also on their phones. But the thing is, right, Clyde had just gotten the new high-tech Apple iPhone 368 plus plus minus plus. Like he was like, he had the new gold plated. He had the, like the 500 terabyte storage iPhone. Basically, what I'm trying to say is this kid Clyde, he got the new the newest, most expensive, most, you know, coolest version of the new iPhone or whatever, right? And uh, he made a very big deal out of it. And he was like, ah, oh, guys, guys, do you see my iPhone? Oh, it's it's the new one. Guy, guys, did you see the commercial for the new one? Yeah, it's the one I have. You know how much storage this has? More than your iPhone, baby. It has more, I, it has more storage than your iPhone. I, I'll bet all the money in the world on that. And by the way, I have all the money in the world. Like, he, he was just kind of on, on this kind of like, tan, like, <laughs> I was going to say tirade, and I also was thinking of rampage, so I was about to call it a tamprage, which just sounds like a tampon. <laughs> Funny tampon. <laughs> and he just keeps going on and on about how he has the new phone. But the thing is, the thing, because like that's annoying enough if you're bragging, right? You're kind of being a jerk when you brag like that, 100%. But the problem really came, right? The problem really came when he started taking a look at everyone else's phones and being like, oh my god, you have the iPhone, you only have the iPhone 15, dude. Like, okay, this was like years ago, so this probably was like the iPhone 3 or something, or 4. I don't even know. He's like, oh my god, you got the iPhone 4? Like, I bet you don't even have any storage. And then goes to another person like, oh my god, you literally have an Android that's so cringe or whatever. By the way, like I got some, I got some friends with Androids. Like they get, they get kind of like they get, you know, they get some jokes sent their way. But dude, some of those Androids function really well. I'm personally an iPhone guy. I'm just not. I'm just used to it, dude. I'm used to it. I like. I'm literally recording this video on my iPhone. Oh yeah, 
A fun fact, small tangent, I've recorded every single video I've made on my iPhone. Yeah, you don't need a fancy setup to get a lot of subs. Anyways, back to the story, right? So he's just starting to make fun of them, and the kids are starting to get a little bit annoyed. They're like, dude, piss off, like, LOL, like, we don't really care. And he's like, <laughs> and he just goes on this little, like, l this little rampage, right? Anyways, right, so they hear the bell, and that means, you know, recess is done, you have to go back inside. And everyone's, like, a little bit annoyed, including, you know, Calvin, the subscriber who sent in this story. Everyone's a little bit annoyed, at least, because like that was kind of an annoying thing to do but at the end of the day it was Clyde but here's the thing Clyde had kind of been doing this stuff for a while and while you could say on one hand they were getting used to like Clyde's like out-of-pocket statements at the other hand on the other hand they were getting pretty annoyed they were starting to get a little fed up at Clyde right they weren't very happy with the kid and this was just another really annoying one and this one like this kind of like rampage about how he was cool because he had the phone and they weren't cool because they didn't have the phone normally Clyde was more like bragging about himself or more really bragging about his parents or whatever and what he had because of his parents but he'd been more recently and really starting with this whole iPhone bit he'd started to like include in his like how cool he was he started to include how not cool and how everyone else sucked because they didn't have what he had didn't have what he had and that's where people start to get a little bit more annoyed than normal so the next day rolls around and once again all the kids are out there at recess right calvin the subscriber he's chilling with his friends all the kids are out there all of his friends and then there's also clyde who's out there uh, notice how I made sure to have a very big distinction between all of his friends and then also Clyde. Uh, anyways, right, they're all out there, they're at recess, and then, you know, one of the kids comes out. And this kid, uh, I'm not gonna give him a name because he only appears in the story really at this point only. But he was, like, a, known as kind of, like, a really good, he's a really solid guy. But also, like, you know, his parents were going through a little bit of a tough time. You know, he didn't have a lot of disposable income. And kind of, like, the neighborhood or the, you know, the, the basically the kids who were lived near uh, Calvin, Calvin lived in a, like a neighborhood that was like mostly middle class, but it was kind of lower middle class. Clyde was kind of like an exception to the rule where his parents made it really big. And but most people there didn't. Most people were actually underwater a little bit. And this kid who we're about to talk about in a second was no exception. But he was also known as just being a really genuine guy. And so, you know, Clyde's there. And this kid has his backpack on with him, I think, because, like, I don't know, he had, like, a project he wanted to work on, or he just didn't want to, like, put it somewhere, then pick it up later for class. For some reason, right, this kid had his backpack on him. And, you know, his backpack was pretty worn. This guy's had it since, like, you know, his first day in preschool or something, or kindergarten. And it's really worn out. It's really, it's kind of tattered. It's stained at this point. And Clyde, right, I guess he just never really noticed it or thought to say anything. But Clyde starts making fun of this kid for, like, how, like, kind of, like, messed up his backpack is at this point. And Clyde's like, oh my god, dude, why don't you just get a new backpack? That one's disgusting. I bet there's a disease festering on that backpack. I bet that there's a whole host of new diseases that could probably be named after you because they were invented on your backpack. <laughs> just going off like that, right? And then, and then, like, all the kids around him start looking at Clyde like, dude, what would you... Like, shut shut up. And Clyde is like, uh, what? I'm spitting facts, guys. Uh, this backpack sucks. And everyone's like, dude, just like, you know, like, go away for a second. And Clyde's like, what? Uh, whatever, at least my backpack is cool. And he goes away, right? And so the kids are like, yo, sorry, like, Clyde's being an extra jerk today. And the kid with the backpack's like, dude, I literally don't care. Like, this this kid had a lot of good character, man. He was just like, he, he really didn't let it affect him. He was actually probably one of the kids who was, like, less, like, the least uh, tilted by, like, everything that Clyde did. But, you know, he's this good kid, good character. Anyways, right, Clyde comes back 
with his backpack, which, like, he bought, like, you know, two weeks ago or something. So it's new, no stains on it, looking good. And Clyde's, uh, uh, yeah, Clyde's like, oh, this backpack's so heavy. I'm just going to put it down for a sec. Takes his backpack off, puts it in front of everyone's like, oh, yeah, I just got this backpack a couple weeks ago. It's super cool. And everyone's like, I Clyde. Like, all right, buddy. And then the bell rings. So they all go back inside. Then after school, they all kind of get together besides Clyde. And except for the kid who had the backpack, so he didn't really want to be a part of this. But basically, right, the subscriber, Calvin, he called together a bunch of kids at a school who were at the recess. And he said, look, I know that Clyde has always been kind of a jerk face, but like, this is a whole new level, dude. Like, oh my God. Like, he's really getting worse and worse. And if we don't do anything, guys, if we just stand here and we don't do anything, he's only going to get worse. And honestly, like, recess is, like, our only real escape from class, and uh, he's kind of making it suck as well. And if I have to do this five days a week, um, then I want to make sure that these five days a week I have at least one little escape, and that is recess, where Clyde does not mess everything up. So what the group decided was they were going to confront Clyde the next day, tell him basically that he was being a jerk, and that if he doesn't stop, they were basically going to banish him from hanging out with them. They would, like, boycott him, and that, like, if he was going to act that way, he'd have to hang out by himself. And Clyde didn't have a lot of friends. In fact, these kids weren't really his friends, but they were, like, his acquaintances, and his acquaintances were the only thing Clyde had, at least at this school. So the next day at recess, Clyde's kind of, like, sitting out there waiting for the kids, and all the other kids, everyone's kind of late, and Clyde's like, oh, I wonder where they went. I wonder why they're all late. Then all the kids come out in the group and they're like, Clyde, we need to talk. Today's secret word slash phrase is backpack. So if you made it this far into the video, I'd like you to go down in the comment section right now and comment backpack. I just like seeing how many people made it this far into the video. I really appreciate the watch time as that helps the channel a lot. And also, I will do my very best to heart as many comments that have backpack in them as possible or just literally just comment backpack. You don't have to be creative. It's okay. If anything, that's easier for me to heart. Uh, but I can't heart them all. I do spend like over an hour every single day total on my phone hearting comments, but there's just been so much support recently, which I'm so grateful for. But at the same time, it also means I can't heart everything. So please don't feel bad. But if you want your best chance of getting a heart, farming some hearts, and maybe getting top commenter in the channel, comment backpack down below. So dude, today is actually the luckiest day of your life because every single person who leaves a like on today's video will actually receive nothing at all. No, 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 you don't have to get your ears checked. You heard me, correct? I am so generous that if you leave a like on the video right now, I will give you nothing, not a zip, nothing. I'm, you're welcome in advance, leave a like. Yeah. Anyways, Calvin, the subscriber, and all the kids walk up to Clyde and say, hey, Clyde, we got to talk. And basically what they say to him is, hey, dude, like, you've always been kind of a jerk. Like, they're not being, okay, to be fair, they're definitely not being nice to him in this confrontation, but they're, they're mad at this point. They're like, we always know you've been kind of a jerk. You're always kind of, like, abrasive. But recently, you've really just been going over the top. And here's the deal. And they give him, like, the two examples I actually just gave in the video. And they're like, here's the deal, dude. If you keep on acting like this, we're not going to hang out with you. And we're not just, like, not going to actively hang out with you. We're actually going to bear you from hanging out with you. Like, we're going to bar you from entry. We're going to make sure that if you come to us, we're going to walk away. And if you somehow corner us in a room and try to talk to us, we will turn around and not talk to you. So here's the deal, Clyde. We're totally fine with, you know, you hanging out with us if you're not a jerk to us, basically. But in the meantime... We're not going to talk to you until you fix your attitude. And remember, guys, you have to remember, Clyde 
Clyde had never really been told no in his life. He was one of those kids. Yeah, I guess, like, he literally had received no's and rejections. Like, I'm sure he's failed tests. I'm sure he's been literally told no. But basically, right, he's been told yes to everything. He's never gotten a real no. And being just called out like this, and look, to be fair, it was a bit of a harsh call out, but he definitely deserved it. It, it, He completely snapped. Like, his face gets all bright and red like a big old tomato. And he looks at one of these kids. No, no, he looks at Calvin, right? He looks at Calvin, who basically was the one leading this thing. And Calvin was the one who told him these words basically directly. And he looks at Calvin and spits at him. Oh, my God, I spit all over my phone. He He just, like, spits at him. And he's so mad. And he's so mad. And he turns to another kid in his rage. And he was like, kid. He says his actual name. I don't know. I don't feel like giving more names. He's like, kid, your parents are terrible people. They're disgusting, man, because they're so poor. They don't make any money. You know how much You know how much money my parents make, man? You know how much money my parents make? After spitting on Calvin, calling another, parents, uh, another kid's parents terrible because they're poor, and just ca- basically fuming from the mouth, just spewing and just like getting so mad, he goes over to another kid and just pushes him over, dude. He just goes up to him and just pushes him over and starts storming off. But here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. There is a teacher watching this whole thing go down. Yeah, there's a teacher that was watching the whole thing. She couldn't hear everything, but she did see, you know, that, you know, Clyde spit at some kid, basically, you know, you, you know, just chew another kid out and then push a kid. And pushing the kid was the last straw where she came in. And she was like, Clyde, come with me. And Clyde's like, oh, yeah, 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 right. And, you know, she, she just like walks off with Clyde. And then she turns out to the group of kids and is like, I need one or a couple of you to come with me and just explain what happened. Yeah, so it was uh, Calvin and like two other kids, right? They decide to, you know, walk with the teacher and Clyde, who's still like screaming and like crying and bawling and just like having a complete absolute breakdown, right? And they go to the, you know, the teacher's office or the principal's office or wherever, right? And they explain what happens. And Clyde isn't denying anything. Clyde isn't saying they're all lying, man. They're all lying. At this point, he's just worn out. He's done. He's defeated. He's just like so like shocked by the fact that they retaliated. He didn't even bother to say anything that wasn't true. So yeah, uh, when the teacher's like, oh my God, because the kids really explain everything Clyde had done at that point. And the teacher's like, oh my God. And she's like, Clyde, like, I, I'm not going to suspend, like, your punishment isn't for the stuff you said, which was terrible, but you, you basically assaulted a student. You can't do that. You can't push a kid and spit on a kid. You're suspended for a week. Subscribe if you haven't already. Now go watch another video. There's some on screen, so just click them. Click when the video... Why have you clicked in one of the videos yet, dude? Oh Today's my God. Today's story is about this spoiled kid who went absolutely off the rails. Like, this kid went absolutely crazy when someone said, you can't have everything, basically. Uh, enjoy the story. So the subscriber who sent in the story, let's call him Ryan. So anyways, Ryan is like a freshman in high school, and in one of his classes, I don't think it really matters, let's just say math class for the sake of it, in his math class, right, there's this kid named Jack, and Jack is known for, you know, kind of being like the, you know, the spoiled kid who, like, is an absolute jerk, like an absolute nuisance, who honestly, like, when, because he was, get, basically, when you're given everything and when you're never told no, you're probably, most likely, maybe I'm wrong on this, but you're most likely probably not going to be, like, the greatest person ever, uh, you, may, you might not have, like, the, the greatest moral compass ever. I don't know, man. I really don't know. But at least in this case, yeah. Jack, not a good guy. Granted, right, Jack's a freshman in high school, right? He's still a kid. He'll grow up. And also, you know, it's a lot of it's on the parents for how you raise them. But e- either way, right, 
Jack's kind of known as like a jerk. So uh, Ryan had kind of gone to like the same middle school with all the people that he's going to high school in. Like, you know, he just kind of went to, you know, he goes to high school with the kids in his town and, you know, he went to middle school with them as well. But basically, right, so, you know, it's his first time in high school, but it's all the same kids, except a new girl kind of like moves in. And because she moved in in the district, she's now assigned to this school. And uh, we're, we're not going to get uh, – I'm, I'm a little conflicted if I give her a name or not because now I'm going to have three names to juggle in my head, uh, and I will totally mess it up. But, yeah, let's just call her Kate, right? Screw it. New girl. Her name's Kate. And, uh, you know, so they get to class, and everyone's kind of, like, a little bit nervous because it is, you know, it's, it's, the, first, it's the first day of high school, right? But Kate's kind of, like – She's in a different picture because she doesn't know these people and it's the first day of high school. So it's like a really, really big deal for her. It's a little bit different. So they get into class and, you know, it's everyone's kind of looking around and, they, you know, they notice the new girl, Kate, and they're like, oh, like they all kind of like introduce each other, like are themselves. And they're like, hey, welcome. Like, if you have any questions, let us know. Like, we're like obviously new to high school as well, but we kind of all know each other. So feel free to like, you know, talk to us if you need anything. And uh, here's the thing, right? Jack, who's the spoiled kid, right? Not the subscriber. Subscriber's Ryan. But Jack, who's like the spoiled kid, always got everything he ever wanted, right? So, uh, you know, he also, he kind of had like an idea that like if he wanted something or someone in this case, that they would be, you know, that they have to, you know, be there for him and he has to get them. And he kind of had this attitude towards women, which is pretty toxic. Like, let me just say, like, guys, fellas... Uh, no, no one is entitled to you. Like, LMAO, you should know this, but uh, no one is entitled to you, man. And if you act like someone is, they will definitely not get with you. Like, 100,000%. But I think most of you guys already knew that. I don't know how I'm even saying that, too. Uh, if, if, for example, Jack is watching this video... That's a lesson for him, but I doubt any of you guys actually needed me to say that. Anyways, right, so on the first day, uh, Jack makes a really, a real effort to, like, talk to, you know, talk to Kate, right? And, uh, you know, normally that's definitely not a bad thing at all, if anything, right? Like, that's a good thing, man. You might be thinking to yourself or about to type up, like, well, Connor, this is actually a good thing. He was probably just trying to make her feel good. You don't want her to feel good? No, 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 but he was like, you have to understand, he was like going really hard talking to her be like oh that's so cool yeah like he was very obviously like hitting on her and you know she was very polite and like like kept the conversation with him because like dude she's new there she can't like be like nah bro like like just like piss off like she she can't she just can't do that because she's like too new there unfortunately and the dude kind of knew that like jack kind of knew that and he was like yeah i'm just gonna talk her up bro she's gonna fall in love with me because like who doesn't fall in love with me dude i'm loved by the masses i'm loved by the individuals i'm loved by all the women ever every woman loves me that was kind of his mindset um but anyways, right, so that's that's not really an issue in itself. Dude talks the girl up a lot, whatever, right? But it's the next day that when it rolls around. When the next day rolls around is when things got uh things got pretty bad. Things started to escalate, right? So anyways, next day in math class, they had a whole day, like a whole first day or whatever. And uh, the second day, teacher ends up being like, you know, 10, 15 minutes late, traffic or something. I don't 100% know. But within those 10 to 15 minutes, man, Things just spiral downhill so quickly. You'll see what I mean in a sec. So the second day rolls around, and you know, you know, you got you got Ryan, you got Jack, you got Kate, the new girl, and you got everyone else in class, and they're all kind of just sitting around. And Ryan's talking with one of his friends, but he notices that Jack is like once again talking to Kate, which, first of all, totally fine, whatever, right? It it is what it is. He's probably like just trying to make her, you know, feel welcome, which is definitely not what he was trying to do, but whatever, right? So he starts saying, like, yeah, like 
Uh, I'm totally single right now. He just brings up. He brings up for no, like, in the middle of nothing. She was saying something about, like, oh, are you, like, feel good about this math class? He's like, yeah, whatever, right? I'm totally single right now, bro. Like, he just kind of, like, hopped from one thing to another. And, yeah, he was basically just, like, talking about how, oh, man, like, he is in between girlfriends right now. And, like, his last girlfriend was, like, super hot. Uh, but she went to a different school. Okay, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't say that line exactly. He didn't quote unquote say she went to a different school. But it was like his hot girlfriend over the summer. All right, buddy. Sure. Yeah, your hot girlfriend over the summer who just broke up with you. By the way, by the way, he broke up with her. Do not get it twisted. Do not get it twisted for a second. No, no, no. It was him. He. he she was just like not good enough for him. Even though he, she was an eleven out of ten. Jack. This guy, Jack, is a twelve out of ten. You guys don't even understand. So right. So Kate is like whatever. Right? She's kind of like okay, and she tries. She's like oh, like I'm sorry to hear that. And then she tries to change the subject. Right. At this point, Ryan the subscriber is starting to notice the weird conversation. He's overhearing it a bit, and now he's listening in a bit more intensely. And he can tell that Kate is trying to change the conversation, because she said something about, like, the first homework assignment they got, because this is their only second day, and, like, how much more can they really talk about? And Jack's like, oh, yeah, that was, like, super easy. Did that in, like, five seconds, whatever. And, uh, you know, he's like, you know, you know, I've really been missing, like, a woman's touch. And at this point, Ryan was like, hey, yo, hey, what the what huh uh, bro are, are you are you okay like excuse me sir is is everything okay at this point kate's like uh, okay and ryan's like no not ryan sorry no 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 and this is what happens when i have multiple names jack is like so uh, you know i was thinking you know you know, maybe, maybe tonight we could go, you know, get something to eat. And by the way, this isn't like, this wouldn't be a friendly thing. This would like totally be a dating thing. This would be like, you'd be my girlfriend. And like, I know it's like a huge opportunity for you. Like, especially since like my status in the school, everyone, when they heard that, they're just like, bro, what? Like, no one really likes you, dude. Lol. No, but <laughs> he was like, you know, with my whole status in the school and kind of like my, my position, just kind of like, you know, my care, everything like about me. I know this is a really big, big opportunity. Um, and, uh, I'm going to need you to respond pretty quickly. Cause like I got some other side women, uh, lined up total cap, by the way, he 100,000% did not, but he's like, yeah, I got some other, I got some other girls on the side that would totally be down, like so down to do this with me. But I got an opportunity for you, which is like you and me tonight, dinner, dating, Maybe a little, little hand-holding, maybe a little first base. I don't really know. Like, whatever you want to do. It's and at this point, like, Ryan's like, no way this kid just said that. No way this kid just said that. That kind of, like, ends his whole, like, long rambling, oh, you should totally go out with me. I got so many women who love me. Kind of, like, spiel or whatever. At this point, the class, like, kind of went silent because they were all paying attention because, like, I'll be honest, I probably would have done the same, like, Totally unfortunate for Kate that she has to be in this position, but like, uh, this is interesting, man. I want to know what happens. And Ryan was also like, oh my God, this kid actually said it. Like this guy, Jack, unironically just said what he just said. And Kate kind of looks at him and is like, uh, sorry, I'm going to have to decline. You seem really nice, but that's just not for me. And at this point, Jack, right, you know, his little, his, li his not his little, am I, am I kidding myself? His massive ego just got a prick in it and it starts to deflate. 
and you know he feels very threatened. So he's like, oh, he's like, well, I was actually, uh, yeah, I got, I got, I, well, okay then, you know, I'll, I'm gonna hit up this girl. She's like actually much hotter than you. I don't even know why. I don't even know why I asked you. You're like, you're not even a ten, and I only date tens. Ryan has been listening to the whole conversation, and at this point, Ryan's like, whoa, all right, all right, because like, look, before he asked her on a date right away, being super cocky. All that is is kind of cringe and uncomfortable for the girl and Kate and basically everyone else, which, like, you shouldn't make her feel uncomfortable, but, like, you're allowed to ask people out. Even if you're super cringe, you're allowed to be cringe, right? But, like, going after her looks because she said no to you, and especially since, like, you don't even know this girl, like, she she doesn't think it's a joke because, one, he wasn't joking. He wasn't, like, actually thought that because, you know, he asked around in the first place. But Ryan's like, okay. That's where I draw the line. So Ryan gets up and he's like, hey, Jack, can you piss off? Like, stop being an absolute jerk. Like, she said no to you. Unlucky, move on. And Jack just looks so startled because, like, no one really... It's not that people didn't stand up to Jack before. They just kind of saw him as a joke. Like, okay, this, like... This guy's just, like, super entitled. He's just kind of a jerk, but, like, it's funny because he's in a completely different world. Like, he's detached from reality. Let's laugh at him and point. Not like someone actually stands up to him. But obviously, like, he'd gone... A l Every everyone there kind of, like, knew J about Jack and his, like, antics. But the fact that Jack would be, like, would say something, like, like honestly so hurtful to someone who's new, you know, it was actually Ryan's cool guy for doing this, and he stood up. And that's... And that's when Jack completely loses it. Because one, he just got his ego deflated a little bit by this girl saying no. And then a random classmate, or not a random classmate, but then a classmate stands up to him. Jack can't have this happen. And Jack goes completely off the rails. The secret word of the today's video is spoiled. So if you made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below. I just like to see how many people made it this far into the video as I do appreciate the watch time. That's probably one of the greatest ways to help the channel. And I just want to say thanks. And to say thanks, I'll be hearting some comments to say that. I can't heart them all because I just physically can't spend that much time doing that. Uh, but I will do my best to heart as many as I can. So if you want to get like top commenter or farm some hearts or something, yeah, just go ahead and comment spoiled down below. And also, today... Today's your lucky day because every single person who leaves a like on this video will receive nothing. You heard me. No, no, no. Don't. Your ears aren't, you know, your ears aren't clogged. You're not hallucinating. I am legitimately feeling so generous that I will give you nothing if you leave a like on this video. Anyways, mini recap. Ryan, right, you know, the subscriber, stood up to Jack for basically, you know, saying something pretty mean to the new girl, Kate, for rejecting him. Jack, who's never, ba who's basically never gotten known his entire life, just got no, or just got owned twice in like the span of a minute. And his, you know, in, in, in a, in a, he just goes completely crazy. He just goes completely insane. At this point, right, the teacher had actually gotten there, but he stood outside the door and had listened to the last like 30 seconds, basically of Ryan standing up to Jack. And he, he stood outside because he wanted to like not interrupt the situation because he wanted to hear what was going to happen just in case he needed to like intervene or something. And Jack stood up and he's like, Ryan, I could literally buy you. I have so much money. And he turns to Kate like, Kate, I get girls so much hotter than you. I have 11s. I have three of them hitting me up right now. I have to turn my phone on. Do not disturb. I have so much money that I could buy the entire school. I basically own the school. I could basically own you. I could basically own the entire town. You know the mall. I own the mall. You know that. And he goes on this complete tirade of how he's like the hottest, most wealthiest, most attractive man. Like, this guy was, like, straight-up delusional at this point because his ego had been broken so much. At this point, the teacher walks in and is like, Jack, 
And Jack looks at him all like like startled and like, oh boy. <laughs> and he's like, Jack, to the front office, now. And Jack starts walking up and he turns to Ryan. He's like, hey, Ryan, you're not in trouble, but can you come up there too? We just need someone to explain the situation. And Ryan's like, yeah, sure. Like 100%, I got you. And basically, right, so, you know, Ryan and Jack go up to the front office, and the principal actually has Ryan come in first and explain the situation without Jack there to, like, interrupt or whatever. And, yeah, Ryan explains exactly what happened, and he says to the principal, and if you don't believe me, you can literally ask any other classmate, and they'll say basically the same thing. The principal's like, you know what, you don't have any reason to lie, we believe you on this one. And, uh, yeah, Jack got sent home for the day, and uh, he didn't get, like, expelled or anything, and he didn't get suspended for that long of a period of time, but he basically had to type up a written apology to Ryan and Kate, and also one to the entire class, which uh, was pretty humiliating, but well-deserved, and maybe grounded him a little bit. Subscribe if you haven't already. Now go watch another video. Go click on one of the videos on screen. Go click. Why haven't you In yet? today's click. subscriber story, this spoiled rich girl is being a huge brat on the school's field trip. Till a pretty hilarious twist happens, and it's probably one of the greatest uh, examples of instant karma I've ever seen. Enjoy. The story all happens on a school trip to a dinosaur museum. This was the subscriber's, like, key event for his year in fifth grade. The big thing they did was they went to this dinosaur museum as a class. It was kind of like the big culminating final event. So this happened towards the end of his fifth grade year. And this was like a very big deal for everyone as like they studied an entire unit on dinosaurs. They finished up a final project. And the big kind of reward slash payoff would be to go to this dinosaur museum. Just kind of like check out all the cool like skeletons and fossils and models and like oh, just have a really good time, right? So everyone there was pretty excited. And, you know, the day happened and the subscriber and his friends, they load onto the bus and, uh, you know, they sat in the towards the back. They're sitting like with the boys, you know, I don't know if you guys have been like on field trip buses. It's just like a really good spot towards the back with your friends, just having a good time. It's a great time, right? Anyways, but it wasn't a perfect field trip ride over, unfortunately, and I'll get into that right now. So there was this girl in the subscriber's class, and her name was Betty, and right, her parents made a lot of money, and right off the bat, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, she can't do anything about that. She can't do anything about her parents making a little bit of money, a lot of money, a moderate amount of money. Uh, you know, it, it's not in her control. So that's not, I'd never look down on someone for that alone, right? But it's really the way you act about it. Like, and Betty, let's just say, took it in the worst way possible. She basically acted the worst because of it. And that's something that is 100% in your control, man. Like, I know it's like, oh, the parents raised her. Dude, you're in fifth grade at this point. Like, it's time to grow up. I, I know I'm saying like fifth grader, time to grow up. But at some point, man, like, I don't know, dude. Like, yeah, it's definitely on the parents for, like, raising a kid, like, and teaching them the wrong things. But uh, time to grow up. All I'm going to say, time to grow up. Anyways, Betty was known as being kind of like the snotty, spoiled girl, right? And uh, on this field trip on the ride over, she just started talking about how she was so excited to go to the, the gift store. And everyone else was actually, you know, who was on the bus was talking about what they were excited about. Kind of like, I can't wait to see the big, you know, dinosaur sculptures. I can't wait to, you know, uh, check out the big model. Like, I'm going to take a photo with it. I'm going to go send it to my mom. She's going to be so excited. Like, this is going to be so cool. And Betty's like, what Betty was talking about and talking about very loudly to like the one person she sat with, 
Because Betty didn't really have a lot of friends because, I mean, she kind of caused that herself because of her actions, but it is what it is, right? But Betty did sit down with someone uh, forcibly, so she was telling them and saying it loud enough so that as many people as possible could hear, as well as the subscriber could hear, because that's how I know about this part, right? That, you know, she actually just got a new credit card from her dad, and she will be maxing it out in the gift store, and she's so excited to buy stuff in the gift store, and then she kind of, like, looks around and then she like looks at the person she's sitting next to and is like can you max out your credit card in the gift store and the random girl who's sitting next to her is like dude i'm a fifth grader i don't have a credit card i have like 25 dollars in a bank account that was given to me by my aunt for halloween or something dude like you and i are just we're just not the same and uh yeah no i will not be buying anything in the gift store i do have ten dollars for lunch, though, since we do need to bring a little bit of money to buy lunch there, like, you know, like, that's all I have. Like, I'm not planning on maxing out a credit card for the gift store, but you do you, Betty, like, have a good life. I don't really care. Subscriber that sent in the story and his friends kind of, like, looked at each other, like, rolled their eyes because this is not the first time Betty has said something, like, kind of out of pocket like this. I mean, he gave one example in the DM he sent to me. By the way, if you want to have your own stories featured on the channel, DM my Instagram the stories. The handle is in the description. Anyways, he also gave me a previous story, which I'm just going to tack on real quick to give you guys a little bit of context of Betty. By the way, subscribe if you like story videos. That's it. Back to the story. This mini story happened just a few weeks ago before the dinosaur big story, right? Basically, at this subscriber's school, you could either get the lunch there or you could bring your own lunch. And one of these days, Betty didn't bring her own lunch. And her own lunch used to be this really, like, fancy stuff that her nanny or whatever would make. And one day, like, for some reason, she forgot it. And she had to eat the school lunch. And the school lunch was not that great. It was not the most epic thing ever. But the thing was, like, everyone kind of dealt with it or they brought their own lunch. But sometimes they'd actually have to eat the school lunch. It was just something you dealt with. But when Betty had to start eating the school lunch, it was put on her plate. She went down to sit down and just started crying in the middle of the, of the dining hall, bro. And everyone was just like, dude, we all have to do this too. Just get over yourself. So that was just like a little context of Betty, right? So right, they're on the bus. Betty's talking about how she's going to buy out the gift shop and how she's so excited to do that. And they eventually arrive at the place, at the museum. So they kind of file out of the bus. They take a head count. They have like the buddy system. Poor girl who sat next to Betty, just like not at her own will, right? Was kind of forced to be buddies with her because you had to be buddies with who you're on the bus with. And, you know, so they, they all walked out. They all went into the museum. Basically, the teachers kind of said, hey, feel free to go wherever as long as it's within the museum. However, you have to be back at 12 for lunch. Everyone make sure to bring your $10 that you brought, right? Or whatever method you'll be paying uh, as we'll all be going to get lunch together. May but other than that, Feel free to just roam around and do whatever you want. The subscriber and his friends obviously went around to see all the cool, like, sculptures and dinosaur, you know, stuff. And just, just a lot of the cool stuff associated with, like, you know, the, the skeletons. They actually had some real fossils there. So they checked those out. And they saw this. They went down to also see a screening of, like, a little, like, 15-minute long, like, little movie that the, the museum made, which was really cool as they tried to, like, recreate, like, an, the extinction event with the asteroid or whatever. But anyways, they're having a good time. 
But then Betty comes up to them, and here's the thing. They're not friends with Betty, but they're also not, like, enemies, or I've never not spoken to Betty, because their class isn't, like, the largest class size ever. It's not small, necessarily. But they at least have had enough interactions with Betty that Betty feels comfortable enough to, like, go up to them and, like, talk to them, right? She's at least that level of comfort. So Betty's like, hey, come with me, guys. I want to show you something. And they at first kind of were, like, not really thinking that much. They're, like, the subscribers, like, I'm going to be honest, like, we were being kind of dumb because, like, we definitely knew what Betty was saying on the bus. But we were just like, oh, maybe she found a really cool dinosaur sculpture, man. Like, I don't know, or a really cool part of the exhibit that we haven't seen yet. Like, let's just go with her. And right, she's like kind of like dragging one of them. The other couple are following behind and they're moving past all these exhibits. And, you know, one of them looks up and there's a sign that says gift shop like a minute away that way. The dude's like, oh, no, dude, like no way. Like we're not going shopping on like the most fun vacation of the year. Like I have to do that with my mom on the weekends. I hate doing that. Like, bro, why would I intentionally do that? But it was already too late. They were already dragged there. And then Betty's like, and now I'm going to buy whatever I want. And there was like another girl in, you know, in the bookshop, not the bookshop, the gift shop. And she was like trying to decide between like a dinosaur stuffed animal or this like coloring book. And then like Betty goes up to her and is like, look what I can do. And just like unironically just like grabs both, not like the items that the girl was holding because there was multiple of them, but grabs the items that the other girl in their grade was deciding between, puts them in a bag, and then keeps walking around just putting random stuff in her bag. So at first the subscriber and his friends were kind of planning on, you know, dipping within like a couple seconds of getting there because they're like, dude, we don't want to be here. But they were like, they actually decided to stay and just like watch the whole thing go down because... Betty literally went through and got one of everything. And I'm not even kidding, man. She went out of there with like six to seven bags full of like stuff. One of basically every item in the gift shop. Yeah, it wasn't like a Toys R Us size gift shop where it's like multiple floors or anything, but it was a decent sized gift shop. This was not some kind of like little like shack on wheels. This was a, a, legitimate, a legitimate gift shop. Like the museum definitely made some bread there. Um, so they wanted to, like, flesh it out and have a lot of options for people to buy. And Betty literally bought every option. Like, she, like on a multiple-choice test, she literally just chose D, all of the above. It's crazy. But here's the thing, right? Betty probably didn't want every item that she bought. In fact, there's probably only a few items that she really wanted, if she, if she even wanted any of the items at all, because she did seem pretty, like, not interested in the whole, like, in the rest of the museum, so why would she care about all these things, like, that she could buy at the gift shop? What she really wanted, right, was to, like, fill the bags, buy all this stuff, and then walk around to the, like, walk around the museum, find as many of the people who went to her school as possible, and just kind of, like, show off the bags. Like, walk up to them and be like, oh, man, this is so heavy. My arms hurt so much from carrying all this stuff I just bought. I bought one of everything, bro. Like, look at me. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to interrupt the story for just a second and ask you to go ahead and comment. Comment snow in the comment section down below. That's the secret phrase of today's video. And I just want to see how many people actually made it this far into the video, as I do appreciate it, as watch time is good. And also, you can see who else, like, actually watched it. And it's like a little secret club or whatever. Anyways, 
back to the story. So Betty does eventually go around walking with all the bags and it was heavy. Like she was dedicated to the flex. Like she was very dedicated to showing off to as many people as possible that she basically bought one of everything when it came to the stuff in the, in the gift store. Like she said that on the bus and she said it loud enough that like she knew at least a decent handful of people had heard her. And she wanted to make sure that everyone knew that she like was true on her promise. So she did that. She just walked around with these big bags and was like, ah, ha ha, right? And okay, so it's 12, right? Or it's like 11.50. People are starting to walk over and to the food line because as you know, I said earlier at 12, the teacher said, hey, we got to reconvene so we can all get lunch together and also just take a little head count. Like they're staying till like two or three or I don't even know, probably like a couple more hours, but they just wanted to reconvene at lunch to make sure that like, Everyone was doing all right. Anyway, so they all get into line and like the subscriber is in line with his friends and they happen to be right behind this girl. They're right behind Betty. Sorry, for, I forgot the fake name for a second. Um, but anyways, right, so they're behind Betty in line and the line's moving up and basically you hand them the 10 bucks or you insert the credit card or, you know, maybe you hand them the like 2,000 pennies or whatever it costs for like 10 bucks. I didn't do the math. And Anyway, so it's Betty's turn, and she just instantly just drops the card on, like, the, the, the machine. She hands it to the dude. The dude swipes it, and the dude's like, uh, sorry, like, uh, it, it declined. And she just looks at them like, swipe it again. So he swipes it again, and he's like, nope, still declined. And then she starts to, like, panic a little bit, because now there's a little bit of a line behind her. Everyone just heard that her card declined. She checks the app, because it's, like, connected to an app or something. Basically, they froze the card, because she paid for She bought too many things too quickly on a card that was too brand new, and kind of, like, because the museum was kind of far away in, like, a, a location that wasn't normal. So they froze her account. And she couldn't pay for anything. And it wasn't like in her name because she was in fifth grade, dude. Like obviously it was not in her name. It was in her dad's name. So it needed her dad to like figure that out. And he was like busy at work during this time. And she knew that. So basically she had no money. She couldn't buy lunch at this point. So she just like, she had to do, it was after going around everywhere and she's still holding these big bags of like all the stuff she bought with the credit card. She now has to do a walk of shame all the way back, asking every single person in line, hey, do you have any money I could borrow? A complete three, a complete 180 from what she was doing like five minutes ago. And you know who ended up having the extra 10 bucks that like she could actually like lend to Betty? The girl that she snubbed in the, in, in the gift shop, the one that she went and bought both of the items, right? And uh, you know why she gets an extra 10 bucks? Because she decided to buy neither and save the $10, right? But she obviously, she gave it to Betty. She's like, I don't, like, yeah, you're kind of a jerk to me, but I don't want you to go hungry, right? So just pay me back later. And yeah, that was probably, the, the like, that subscriber witnessing the whole thing was like, that was like probably one of the most, like, instant karma, quickest humble moments he's ever seen. Thanks guys, thank you so much for watching today's video. If you wanna support the channel, just go ahead and watch another story video. One of the easiest ways to do that is to watch the story time playlist, which is first link in the description. So yeah, see you the next one, peace. Hello everyone, welcome back to the channel. Today I have a subscriber story about the spoiled rich kid who is basically being a brat the whole time. And at one point he even said, and I quote, 
Poor people are garbage. Thankfully, this kid gets what's coming to him, and the ending is pretty good, and when I saw this story, I just thought I had to tell it on the channel. If you enjoy storytime videos, consider subscribing to the channel with notifications on. If you don't turn on those notifications, you will not see the videos. And also, leave a like on the video right now, and you will receive absolutely nothing, just because I'm feeling extra special generous today. And with that being said, let's get right into the story. So this story takes place during Thanksgiving of this year. The subscriber has an extended family in which every Thanksgiving he goes and visits, and, you know, he drives down a couple hours to the location that he goes to, and it's him and all of his family members all meet up for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is an interesting holiday because, like, if you don't like your family, you are forced to go see them. Thankfully, I like my family. We get along quite well, and it's always a good time to see them. But there's a lot of times where, you know, family are the friends that you're forced to have. So sometimes you guys just don't mix well. It is what it is. But, you know, this subscriber really likes everyone in his family, except there's this one cousin he has, which he cannot stand. Subscriber was, you know, pretty middle class. He just was like kind of like normal guy, right? And the rest of his family was kind of in the same situation, except he had this one cousin who came from a very, very, very rich family. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that at all. In fact, it's, it's totally fine, right? It's more the attitude and the way you go about it, right? And this cousin was a, had a terrible attitude. And the thing is, I saw a comment on a video I made about another situation or another story that was kind of similar, where someone was just kind of being bratty because they had money, and someone said it really is the parents' fault, and the thing is, I will kind of have to agree. This kid was like 9, 10 or something, and at that age, you know, it's, it's, it's still a little bit on the kid because, like, they're doing it and they are at least aware of what they're doing, but at the same time, a lot of it is coming from, you know, how you're raised if your parents didn't enforce rules around this stuff. But anyways, right, so there's this cousin that the subscriber hates, and he was really hoping that the subscribe that the cousin would, I don't know, go to like some fancy trip in Spain or something for Thanksgiving instead. He was really hoping he would like get lucky and they'd be like, oh no, we're going to we're going to Norway to like I don't even know, man. We can't come. But nope, they had no plans. And the mom of the cousin was like, oh, we're so excited to see you guys. And the subscriber was like, uh -huh, okay. Anyway, so he's driving down and he's talking to his mom a little bit. Or the subscriber is driving down, to be clear. So the subscriber talks to his mom and he's kind of like explaining why he's like a little bit bummed out to go. And his mom's like, yeah, you know, uh, your cousin does not have the right manners. He doesn't really know. He's not, he definitely needs like... His mom really needs to step up the game, but the thing is, we need to see the rest of your family, right? We're only able to do this, you know, once a year to get everyone together, and don't you like the rest of your family? And the subscriber was like, yeah, you know, I do really like the rest of my family, and I should just suck it up because, you know, this guy, how bad can my cousin be, man? How bad can my, can, can my cousin be? And uh, let me just say... Uh, he underestimated how bad his cousin could be, bro. So let's give the cousin a name. Let's call the cousin Jimmy. Yeah, the cousin's name's gonna be Jimmy for the sake of this video. Obviously his name is not actually Jimmy. I actually didn't even get the name. So there's like a small chance it actually is Jimmy, but it's, it's not Jimmy. That's the fake name we'll use for the cousin. Anyway, so the subscriber eventually gets to the house of his, I think it was like his aunt or some family member that kind of hosts this whole thing. And he gets there and 
Jimmy is not there. His cousin Jimmy is not there. But basically every other family member is there, right? So he's actually having the subscribers having a really good time just, you know, interacting with his, you know, his family, just like catching up. He hasn't seen them in over a year since the last time he's seen them all in one place was, you know, last Thanksgiving. But normally he'll see some of them more often, but this year was just kind of crazy and he didn't see any of them during the whole year. But then they hear a car pull up outside and the subscriber is just like, okay, this this is Jimmy. So, he, you know, he kind of like gets up and he peeks out the window. And outside is this like super nice car. He's like, yep, okay, there's no shot this isn't Jimmy at this point. Um, so, you know, they're waiting at the door and they hear, you know, they hear the doorbell ring. And, you know, the dogs are barking. And the dude's like, okay, it's only a matter of time. Like, he's here. Just get over yourself, bro. So, subscriber's like, dude. You just got to get through this one night and also just just hang just don't hang out with him man like it's not that hard literally hang out with everyone else the problem was like he was like the age of the subscriber i know the subscriber was the age of like uh jimmy the cousin and they were kind of younger than everyone else there there was a lot of like older relatives and then there were some kids but the kids were like 18 19 they were like i don't know like 11 10 so he was kind of he, he was kind of bound to be hanging out with the cousin but he was really hoping he'd get lucky and just be able to hang out with the older kids and then also you know the parents or whatever but yeah anyway so jimmy walks in and his mom his mom's like oh hi everyone oh man i, I, I missed you guys so much it's so good to see you you know how it goes so they kind of go around saying hi to everyone and then eventually jimmy goes around saying hi to this hi to the subscriber and he kind of just looks at him, and he's like, hi. And, you know, at first, the, the subscriber was like, oh, maybe he's just kind of shy. But he kind of felt like he was being snubbed a little bit because Jimmy was kind of gave him a look. Like, no enthusiasm, no care in the world. It was just like, hi there, cousin I'm forced to be with. The whole family kind of, like, gathers around besides some people in the kitchen that are kind of, like, finishing up the Thanksgiving meal, getting it ready. And the meal would probably be ready in, like, an hour or so. So the whole family decided to kind of gather together and just kind of, like, talk amongst each other, you know, just kind of, like, be there. Um, so Jimmy and the subscriber are kind of near each other, and the subscriber's like, okay, fine, I'll talk to Jimmy. So it's Jimmy and him, and he was kind of hoping that another person would come over to talk like with them, but it just ended up being those two. So the subscriber's like, hi, Jimmy, right? The subscriber wasn't like, he admitted that he wasn't being like super enthusiastic, but he was at least like, he was putting in some effort. He's like, hey, Jimmy, like how's school going? And Jimmy's like, I don't even have to go to school because I don't even have to get a job. Like dude went right on, he went, he started right away on his, on his, on his tangent, bro. On his like, just his attitude. Not even a second out of the bat, he's already like, I don't need to go to school. I don't need to get a job when I'm older. Like, all right, I'll have plenty of money. And the subscriber's like, oh boy, this is about it. This is about to be a long Thanksgiving, bro. I'm gonna interrupt this video just for a second and ask you guys to comment eggnog down below. That's E-G-G-N-O-G. -G -G. That's like a festive drink a lot of people drink at Christmas time. If you don't know, uh, like about midway or close to the end of my videos, I have people comment something to see who actually makes it to the end as I really do appreciate people who watch my videos all the way. And yeah, uh, we're commenting eggnog today. And also, if you want a lot of hearts from me and you want to farm like top commenter or most hearts on the channel, I'm trying to heart as many comments that this comment eggnog down below. So yeah, anyways, back to the story. So the subscriber kind of responds to Jimmy. And just to recap, the subscriber just asked Jimmy like, oh, how's school going? And Jimmy said, 
oh, I hate it. It's so stupid. Like, why am I even going? Because I don't even need to work when I'm out of college, right? Um, or out of school. Maybe he doesn't even want to go to college. And so the subscriber is kind of like, you know, he's not very happy, but he's not going to be super confrontational about this. While it makes sense, because, you know, you don't want to start something on Christmas, the fact that, like, uh, the subscriber wasn't confrontational throughout the next, like, bit of the story, he said in the DM that he sent me when... Because you can submit stories to my Instagram. It's in the description. He basically said that he probably was like the fact that he didn't like push back more against Jamie was probably one of the reasons why the story went as bad as it did later on. But anyways, back to the story. So then Jimmy wasn't like, uh, the subscriber wasn't too happy at Jimmy for what he said, but obviously he doesn't want to start something. But he kind of said like in response, he's like, oh, like, I mean, I want to, I'm, do I'm doing pretty well in school. Like I kind of have to, because like, I'm really trying to get to a decent college so that I can go and, you know, get a, a you know, a, a, a comm sci degree from a decent college. Cause like, He's like, yeah, I want to, you know, I got to like think about money in the future, kind of like in response to like what Jimmy said. And it was supposed to be kind of like a supposed to be kind of like a little response saying like, like, hey, man, like I actually got to work and you don't. And like kind of as like a negative thing. But Jimmy was like, yeah, man, that must suck for you. Like he didn't understand that like the subscriber was trying to say that as like a negative thing towards Jimmy. And Jimmy's like, huh, tough L lol. Which, I mean, this was all pretty impressive for them being, like, 10 or whatever. And uh, to be fair, the subscriber, like, I, I'm going to make the assumption that he, like, saw one of those, like, YouTube videos of, like, best careers. And honestly, I have a lot of friends now that are in college that are getting comp sci degrees because they know it's a good major. So, like, shout out to the subscriber, bro. Like, honestly, shout out to the subscriber for knowing what he's doing so early on. Anyways, Jimmy's like, oh, you probably have to work a summer job too. And at this point, the subscriber had not, but he honestly had been thinking about it because there had been some games they'd been wanting to play. But his mom was like, you know, those are too expensive or I'm not going to buy them for you. And if you want to get them, you're going to have to do it with your own money and, you know, maybe mow some lawns or something like that. I think the subscriber's too young to like actually get like a real job, but he'd like go around, I don't know if like a paper route's still a thing or maybe mowing some lawns or just the stuff you do when you're too young for like an actual part-time job. So he was getting, a, he was a little upset by the fact that like Jimmy was dunking on him for like trying to, you know, trying to get his hustle on, trying to grind, right? So, but he doesn't respond with anything that negative. He's just like, yeah, probably. And then he kind of ends the conversation. The subscriber's like, I, I can't do this anymore. So he's like, hey, Jimmy, nice to talk to you. I, I got to go to the bathroom. He goes to the bathroom, and then he comes back and sits somewhere else during the conversation, which honestly, bro, that's pretty smart. So eventually, it is dinner time, and that's probably one of the best parts of Thanksgiving. Yeah, I like seeing my family, but bro, that like that pumpkin pie, man, that's something else. That's all I'm going to say. But anyways, right, so it's dinner time, and, you know, the turkey's being passed around and cut or whatever. And Jimmy's like, to his mom, he kind of like looks over to his mom. He's like, I can take a bigger piece, right? Because I'm rich. And no one really hears this, but the subscriber hears this and just rolls his eyes. He's like, oh my God, Jimmy's actually the worst. Mom responds like, oh, Jimmy, of course you can take a bigger piece, but that's not a reason why you can take a bigger piece. Completely like ignoring how bad what her son just said was and kind of just saying like, oh, a little slap on the wrist for what he said, but being like, yeah, of course you can get a bigger piece, right? So Jimmy says, or the subscriber's like, bro, you cannot be serious, man. So at the dinner table, right, there, you know, they've passed around the food, passed around the turkey, you know, things are good, people are digging in, but they're also talking with each other. And for some reason, right, the car, the, the car ride up for Jimmy uh, kind of like comes up in conversation. 
his mom was like, oh, yeah, it was such a, like, a tough ride down here. Like, it took a long time. We are in a lot of traffic. We had to go through some cities. And then Jimmy decides to pipe up, which this is the beginning of the end, bro. So Jimmy decides to pipe up, which is, you know, as I said earlier, just, like, a bad idea. So what he starts going on is he's like, yeah, the car ride took so long. And we had to go through this neighborhood. And the houses were so small. I don't know how anyone could live in a house like that. There weren't even, like, there, the, there wasn't a garage with, like, three cars in it which is absolutely crazy. I don't know how anyone even lives like that. And at one point, the traffic got so bad that my mom was like, maybe next time we should take public transportation, like the train. Then Jimmy goes on to say, and then I said to my mom, poor people are garbage and I don't want to be around them because I'll catch a disease. And then he kind of makes us look around, kind of like looking for validation after what he just said because he thought it was like, super funny and true and like everyone would be like oh that's so funny and true jimmy like wow you're a comedian like you're actually so funny and true and everyone's just like looking at him just like blank face this like come again i i, I did checking their ears like oh i must i must have like i must have like gotten something wrong here man so the subscriber's sitting there and honestly he's trying to hold back laughter because he knows that jimmy just messed up and then he looks at jimmy's mom whose face is just blank just completely blank but you could see that she, like, it looks like, like, she just swallowed a rock, bro. Like, her face was blank, but you could look at her eyes. And all of a sudden, you see that Jimmy stands up. But he didn't stand up on his own accord. His mom yanked him up and literally just walked him out of the house. Literally just pulled him by, like, the shirt. And Jimmy's like, Mom, what is that? You walked him out of the house. And then, like, the dinner table was so silent. And they just wait like a minute and then they hear a car engine go and they hear a car leave. And the subscriber's like, no way, no way, dude, this isn't real. He runs out to look out the window. Jimmy's car's gone. And he comes back to the table and he's just like, what just happened? And nothing really happened after that besides the subscriber and his family had a great Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, that was quite an ending. So I thought I had to tell that in the story. What did I just say? I just said I have to tell that on the story. I had to tell that story on the channel. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for watching. I really, really do appreciate it. If you want to support the channel, if you really want to support the channel, uh, just go ahead and watch another one of my story videos. There might be one in the sidebar recommended, or there might be some on screen right now. But, you know, you can also watch the Storytime playlist, which holds all the stories. It's first link in the, in the description. It probably popped up on screen. And yeah, thank you so much for watching. See you in the next one. Peace. Today we got a story about a spoiled kid who acts like he owns the world, but then the principal brings him back to reality, and it's super satisfying. I know you'll enjoy it, so let's just jump right into it. So we're gonna call the subscriber who submitted this story, Jeff. So anyways, right, there was a kid in Jeff's class who we're gonna call the spoiled kid because uh, he was genuinely just like the most spoiled kid on planet Earth. His parents gave him everything and because he always got anything he ever wanted, he just had an air of entitlement to him. He genuinely believed that he received everything that he's received not because it was given to him, but because it was like his, like, his, his right, his, he was born into the right to have everything, right? Basically, he believed that, you know, everything that was going well for him in life, he genuinely believed that that was because of his own, like, his own grit or intelligence or, which I mean, I guess some of it was, but the majority of, like, what he had was because it was given to him. 
So this can kind of mess up a kid when this happens to them because they'll they'll basically have their ego inflated so bad that they'll end up doing ridiculous stuff. And this was a great example of it. So this spoiled kid, right? You know, one day, Jeff had a girlfriend. We're going to call this, uh, what are we going to call her? We're going to call her Maddie, right? So Jeff's girlfriend, Maddie, they've been together for like a year. It, they were a solid relationship, right? So this was high school for uh, context for the setting. And uh, Maddie and Jeff were together for a while, uh, and they were a very strong relationship. Like, it just, there was no way that Maddie was going to cheat on him. However, the spoiled kid, who believed that he was entitled to everything in the planet, saw Maddie, thought she was beautiful, and decided, you know what? That's my girl now, man. <laughs> he genuinely believed that if, that, I mean, he genuinely believed that, like, oh, wow, if I want something, I will get it. So, uh, yeah. This all started one day when uh, the spoiled kid started to hit on uh, Jeff's girlfriend, Maddie. And uh, so, you know, he's walking down the walking down the aisle, or not the aisle, the, uh, what's it called, the, ha- the hallway. Um, Jeff went off to go get something, and Jeff turns around to see that the spoiled kid walked up to Maddie and is, like, talking with her. And you can kind of just tell by the spoiled kid's body language that he is definitely interested in something, that he's definitely not just, like, asking for directions or oh, do you know, do you have a pencil, or kind of like asking for something that you might ask anyone. He was very clearly, had a pretty strong intention for what he was doing, and it was pretty obvious what he wanted, right? So, you know, Maddie started walking back to uh, Jeff, the subscriber, and Jeff was like, oh, like, what's that? Because Jeff thought, okay, maybe Maddie and the spoiled kid were friends or something, and he just didn't know anything about it. And Maddie's like, I think that guy just hit on me. And like the spo- and like Jeff turns around to see the spoiled kid, and they both look at the spoiled kid, and the spoiled kid turns around and literally winks at Maddie, gives her the two finger guns, and then walks away. Like, the cringiest thing you've ever seen, bro. So sure enough, Jeff looks at Maddie and is like, ew, what? Because, yeah, the spoiled kid was very notorious for being, um, how do I put this, not the greatest guy ever. Like, he was just notoriously, he was just notorious for being super spoiled, entitled, uh, super arrogant, cocky, just not a good kid, right? And Maddie's like, yeah, no, this is, like, very unfortunate. Like, like, this kind of sucks, dude. Like, I don't want to have to, like, reject him, but I also am going to reject him. And Jeff's like, like, I think it's pretty obvious. I think it's pretty common knowledge that you and I have been in a relationship for a while. It's not like we've been hiding it. It's not like some kind of big secret we have kept from everyone. And Maddie's like, yeah, I'm, like, 90% sure he knows that, too. So I don't really know what he's doing. And uh, they kind of came to the conclusion that the spoiled kid did know that Maddie was in a relationship with Jeff. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you've gotten everything you've ever wanted, and if you wanted something, you get it no matter what. Like, at the end of the day, I think the spoiled kid had the mentality of just because, like, there's a, you know, a goalie in the goal doesn't mean I can't score, bro. I'm still going to make my moves. Which, uh, he will make his moves in just a second. Don't worry, boys and girls. But anyways... So Maddie's like, oh, God, like, he definitely knows. And Jeff's like, dude, yeah, he definitely does know. Maddie's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to reject him, right? And Jeff's like, okay, well, reject him if he asks for anything, but, like, we don't even know if he's totally into you yet. We we don't know if he's going to do anything. And Maddie just looks at Jeff like, Jeff, I know how guys act. I know how guys act when they like me. It's the way that you acted around me, like, a year ago or whatever. And Jeff's like, well, okay, fair. He got me there. She's like, he's definitely going to try something. I'm just going to reject him when he doesn't. Jeff's like, cool, okay, whatever. So uh, the next day, they're sitting at lunch together because uh, Jeff would normally hang out with the boys a lot, but he always, he kind of like carved out lunchtime for a specific time with his girlfriend. So Jeff and uh, Maddie were sitting at lunch together, as they always did, right? 
And the spoiled kid came and sat down. So it was a four-person table, but there's enough tables in the cafeteria that people could sit by themselves, no problem. And so Jeff and Maddie were sitting together at a four-person table with just two of them, and no one else would really sit down because everyone knew they were basically just going on a date every single day at lunch. Like, it was their kind of their private time. And so many tables around that there was no need to sit with him. It's not like you'd have, oh, we're out of seats, I gotta sit with you guys. But anyways, the spoiled kid literally sits down next to Jeff. And it's like, what's up, Maddie? Like, my name's like, uh, spoiled kid. Like, nice to meet you. <laughs> and Jeff's like, oh my God. And Maddie's like, hello. It's like a bit of a question mark, right? And the spoiled kid's like, oh yeah, what's up? Is this your, this your like friend or something? Maddie's like, this is my boyfriend. And at that point, the spoiled kid looks and it's like, oh yeah, right, whatever, same thing. <laughs> Dude, the spoiled kid literally says, Oh, yeah, same thing. Yeah, right, a boyfriend and a friend are the same thing, dude. I mean, maybe in the spoiled kid's mind and his perception, like, friend, boyfriend, you know, husband of 10 years with three children, same thing, dude. Potato, potato, it doesn't matter to me because you're going home with me either way. But, uh, you know, truth is that's not how it was about to go. So uh, he literally just, like, is, like, acknowledges Jeff's presence for a second calling, saying, uh, yeah, same thing, whatever, kind of, like, trying to nullify the fact that he is literally Maddie's boyfriend, and then immediately turns to Maddie and just starts, like, talking her up, and I don't mean being, like, how's your day, I mean being, like, you look beautiful in that, uh, that whatever that you're wearing, like, oh my god, like, your nails compliment your eyes so much, like, oh, did you hear, I actually have this really crazy whip, and, like, all my girls, like, are able to drive in it, and you can take photos for your Instagram. Like, literally the most blatant stuff ever, and it was really freaking cringy and uncomfortable for Jeff because dude was literally sitting right there as this guy fails to, like, try and pick up his girlfriend as he's sitting right there. And Jeff wasn't some, like, crazy confrontational guy. Yeah, I don't think I'd be pretty happy if I had a girlfriend, sad, if I had a girlfriend and, like, some guy came up and, like, tried to, like, minimize my presence and started flirting with her super blatantly, like, I, if I had a girlfriend, I, I don't think I genuinely, I wouldn't care if she talked with guys, because I have plenty of platonic relationships with women, I think having relationships with people across, like, that's not the same, like, genders, you know, I think that's, that's, that's a really cool part of life, because there's kind of different energy with different people I've personally found, so yeah, like I personally wouldn't care, but at the same time, I think like if someone was very blatantly flirting with someone who's my girlfriend while I was sitting right there, I wouldn't be like, hey man, that's my girl, back off. Like, dude, I can definitely tell if she's able to manage it or not. I don't think I'd be very happy about it. I wouldn't be like, yeah, this is my boy. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, like, come in for, I'm, I, I can share, man. I, can, I wouldn't be happy, but also this guy is very clearly not a threat. So Jeff kind of sat there really awkwardly. It's like, what, dude, what do I do right now? Like, this guy's flirting at my girlfriend, but he's failing, and I know it's not going to succeed, but I have to sit here and listen to it? Like, this is just so uncomfortable right now. And, uh, yeah, Maddie was kind of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, as this guy was like, yeah, so, like, all my girls get, like, the best treatment ever. Like, I, I gotta, uh, you know, they get, like, the craziest presents for their birthday, and, like, if you were my girl, it would be the same deal. Like, you don't understand. Like, you would be, like, sh you'd be my princess and you'd be treated like one. Like, have you ever wanted to know what it would be like to be treated like royalty? 
And Maddie's just looking at him like, mm-hmm, dude, like, okay. Like, sure, man, you might be able to buy me a cool bag or something, but that doesn't negate the fact that, one, I mean, I have a boyfriend, but even if I didn't, that still means I have to spend time with you. And you're such a trash person that that's like the, you'd have to pay me like a million dollars per year. It's a full-time job, bro. It'd be a full-time hard, arduous job for me to hang out with you. Like, you're gonna have to pay me a lot more than one really nice bag and a good time on my birthday only. Because I, I, it, it would be a full-time job, bro. You need to pay me a lot if I was gonna be with you, right? So she's kind of just sitting there with a very blank look. And look, the thing is, too, is Maddie was making it as clear as humanly possible that she was not interested, that she was not rocking with, uh, with the spoiled kid, right? Because she was just sitting there giving him a very kind of like glazed over expression, a very blank look, a very just like, bro, can you please leave type look. Like she wasn't like saying thank you to any of the compliments. She wasn't being like, oh, tell me more when he was like, yeah, oh my girls get the best treatment ever. Eventually though, the spoiled kid is like, show, what are you doing this Friday night? So if you just tell me well, like your home address, like I'll literally come in like the sickest whip ever and I will pick you up and we can drive around anywhere and just so people can see you in such a cool car with me if you'd like. Like, it's just a courtesy I give to my girlfriends. By the way, you'd be one of many girlfriends because I'm an alpha male top dog, bro. Just so you know, but like, I treat all my girlfriends really well. <laughs> Maddie's just looking at him like, bro, who are you, man? Who are you? And by the way, that was a bluff. He didn't have any other girlfriends, but he thought if he told girls that he had a thousand girlfriends that they would be like, oh, wow. Uh, I don't know, a proof of concept, man. You must be great. Uh, if other people are your girlfriends, then I would love to be as well. Haha, -ha. no, it was the dumbest thing ever, right? So Maddie then is like, hey, no, I'm actually busy. I can't. And Spoiled Kid's like, ah, whatever, it's fine. I'm actually, oh, oh, I'm looking at my calendar right now, man. I'm actually so busy Friday night. Yep, okay, it doesn't work for me either. I have a lot of business to do. Yeah, I'm on a business call. Complete bluff. Complete bluff, but whatever. He's like, oh, so what about that Saturday? She's like, busy. He's like, oh, um, what about any time this month? Which, bro, I thought you just said you were on a business call. I thought you are a busy businessman, right? Oh, but now you're free for the entire month? Like, really? Did it really just turn that fast? And she's like, nope, sorry. Um, I also actually have no interest on going on a date. I'm fine being friends but I'm in a relationship. I made that very clear. He's like, yeah, but like, but dude. And the spoiled kid literally points at Jeff and goes like, oh, kind of like makes this motion of like, him, really? And Jeff turns around and is like, dude, I'm sitting right here, bro. Like, chill the frick out. Like, I'm sitting right here. Because this kid was literally pointing at Jeff, looking at Maddie and being like, him, this is a guy when you can choose me. And the, at this point, the spoiled kid just can't believe Because here's the thing. The spoiled kid has never been told no. He's only received, he's received everything and he's never had to work for anything. And he has just been told no. His entire world has just been turned upside down because someone told him no. This is, this is unheard of. This is unbelievable. The spoiled kid can't believe his ears. Someone said no to him. That's ridiculous, man. But sure enough, right? Sure enough. Maddie holds her ground. She's like, no, sorry. And the spoiled kid 
since he can't believe that a girl would ever reject him, decides to turn to Jeff and blames Jeff and be like, bro, I don't know like what you did to make her say no to me. And Jeff's like, well, be her boyfriend. What the frick? What, dude? Huh? But he's like, dude, you're, you're going to like pay for it, man. I'm going to make your life a living hell for this. Like, bro, you totally messed up big. You don't even know. The spoiled kid gets up and like storms out of the room. And Jeff just looks at Maddie and be like, well, that was one of the most uncomfortable situations I've been in. And Maddie looks at him and is like, dude, yeah, you think about me. I just had to listen to this kid basically just touch his own peenie for 25 minutes, talking about how great he is, and then ask me out. Like, what? Dude, I said I had a boyfriend in the first 30 seconds. He just kept going. He didn't care. Just like, yeah, how do you think I feel? I was emasculated for the... Well, actually, no, I wasn't emasculated. The whole thing was pretty funny. Like, I, I, I knew I was chilling, but dang. Well, I guess we're about to see how he's going to quote-unquote ruin my life. Jeff really thought this kid was bluffing. Jeff really thought that this, like, the spoiled kid was just saying this to try and get under Jeff's skin or whatever, which he kind of did a little bit because Jeff was pretty annoyed by the whole situation. But Jeff didn't really expect that the spoiled kid was going to follow through and do anything. However, the spoiled kid was a little bit more true to his word than Jeff imagined. Since the spoiled kid always kind of got anything he ever wanted, he kind of just assumed that, oh, he's, he's not actually going to follow through with this. Like, he's literally just saying this. But no, the spoiled kid actually went ahead and did something bad. So anyways, right, one day, the next day, Jeff is walking back home. So Jeff lives close enough that he can just walk back home. So every single day, he'd get his backpack, say goodbye to his girlfriend, say peace to the boys. Maybe they're going to hop on Fortnite later that night. Who knows, right? He just walks back. Normally, he'll, like, throw in some music or something, put in some, like, earbuds or whatever. Maybe he'll just, like, I don't know, enjoy nature for once. Nah, that's cringe, man. He puts in music. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but this one day, you know, Jeff is walking back and he's just, uh, he doesn't have his earbuds in. Uh, I think he just maybe, I don't know, maybe his phone died or he just wasn't feeling it. And that's when he hears a car drive by. Look, he walks back on a path that's near a road. Of course, cars drive by all the time. You might be thinking, why am I even saying this? Well, the car didn't drive by normally. It started to slow down. And when a car slows down, it normally, like, will either kind of, like, idle, it'll park, but there's no parking spots around this, like, this part of the pathway. So it was a little weird. So Jeff kind of, like, turns his head to look over, and he sees a car, a very fancy BMW car, and it was a very fancy one, right? And it slows down, and the window rolls down, and he sees the spoiled kid. The spoiled kid's like, Jeff... You didn't think I was going to let you go that easy, right? And so Jeff in his head is like, oh, okay, this spoiled kid has not forgotten about the events of today, I guess. Maybe he wants to embarrass himself more. Maybe he is a thing for public humiliation, because right now he is publicly humiliating himself, bro. Like, I don't know what else to say here. And Jeff's like, dude, like, what, what, what's good? Like, what, what's up right now? And the spoiled kid's like, I don't know what you told Maddie to get her to not go on a date with me, but that's not cool, bro. And Jeff looks at him with a kind of a look of just, how can I get this through your thick little skull? Like, dude, and he literally says, turns her, like, it turns him, dude, I'm her girl, <laughs> I'm her girlfriend, I'm her boyfriend. We've been together for a year. She was not gonna say yes to you, even if she would have wanted to in the first place, which she didn't. And the spoiled kid's like, yeah, right, that's funny, bro. Like, you know how many girls that I've gotten with that have been in relationships? At least 100, which, dude, 
Maybe if he said one or two, it would have been believable. But dude said 100. Bro has definitely not gotten with anyone who's been in a relationship. And so Jeff looks at him and says, well, okay, well, I guess those girls didn't have as good a relationship as Maddie and I have. I don't know how else to say it. At this point, the spoiled kid's like, dude, that's just not, not possible, bro. My riz was on point. Like, 100%, like... I, Dude, you don't understand, uh, bro, uh, bro, I'm a, uh, I, I, I'm a, I'm a god of riz, bro. Like, all the chicks, I have a 100% conversion rate. I'm 100%. I've slept with a thousand women at this point. Like, dude, what? Yeah, so sure. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun with these impressions sometimes, guys. I'm just, uh... Anyways, though, so Jeff is, like, looking at this kid. Like, this kid is a major cap artist. Like, this is so stupid. Like, why am I even giving this guy, like, the light of day? Jeff's like, I don't have to say, man. Go, like, hit on some other girl. Maddie and I are in a good relationship. She's not going to get with you. Leave me alone. Goodbye. So he starts walking away. And so the spoiled kid is driving by him in his car. And is like slows down but keeps up pace with Jeff's walking. Spoiled kid's like, bro, don't think you're going to get out of this that easy, right? Don't think you're going to get out of this. I'm telling you, bro. I'm giving you a chance because I'm a humble, respectful, nice guy, right? And Jeff is like, you're a what? He's like, dude, I'm going to give you 24 hours to untell Maddie whatever you told her, whatever lie you told her, to get her to not go out on a date with me. I'm going to give you 24 hours or your life's going to freaking suck, bro. And so, yeah, the subscriber, Jeff, kind of looks at this kid and says, uh, no. The, I didn't say anything, but also, no. <laughs> dude, what? And the spoiled kid's like, dude, okay, I'm going to give you 24 hours to reconsider. And, uh, yeah, you're lucky I'm even giving you 24 hours or even an option to get out of a life of pain. And Jeff's just looking at this kid like, okay, bro, like, bring it, I guess. So, yeah, uh, Jeff walks away and the kid drives away. And Jeff is kind of just thinking to himself, what the frick just happened? So he picks up his phone, calls Maddie. Maddie's like, oh, what's good? He's like, dude, the spoiled kid just came up to me and said that, like, I had 24 hours to untell you whatever I told you that made you not go out with him because it definitely wasn't because A, we're in a relationship and B, because maybe he's just not attractive to people like you because of his character and how much of a skadoosh he is. Like, maybe that's the reason. And Maddie's like, yeah, I'm so, this kid's delusional. And he said, I have 24 hours or my life will be like terrible and he'll make it terrible. And Maddie's like, oh, well, well, that's not good. And he's like, yeah, I, Maddie, don't worry about it. Like, I, I really don't care. This kid, what can this kid do? So this kid actually did some stuff. Yeah, and we're going to get into that. So the spoiled kid, I, I'm actually, I'm not going to tell you. I will tell you in a second. But the next day, Jeff gets in the school. And Jeff is friendly with a lot of people. Jeff is friends with a lot of people, but he's only close friends with a couple. Honestly, that's kind of how it goes. You really only need two or three really tight-knit friends, and then... What beyond that is kind of just gravy, in my opinion. I think it's really nice to be friendly with a ton of people. Maybe you have like boys in a class, like you go, you know, someone in your class, you always hang out with them, you chill with them in class, but you don't talk to them that much outside of class. Maybe you walk to class with some guys, or maybe you chill with someone at one, like people you aren't that close with, but it's just nice to kind of have a network of people you're friends with. So, anyways, Jeff got into school. And there's kind of like a routine he'd go through, like he'd see person X for a second, he'd see person Y as they're walking by, he'd catch up with person Z. All these people would see him, would turn away, basically run away from him. 
out of like the 15 people Jeff normally spoke with every day, zero, zero out of 15. They all saw him coming and turned and went the other way. Jeff didn't make the connection, but he was like, dude, something's really weird. And it was just really, it was just really weird, dude. Like Jeff had no idea how to react to it. So Jeff, like at lunch, like sits down and talks to his girlfriend. He's like, hey, like people are acting really weird to me today. And she's like, Jeff, like, I need to tell you something. And he's like, yeah, Maddie, like what's good? And she's like, I heard like the spoiled kid did something crazy. And Jeff's like, um, crazier than yesterday? And she's like, yes, yes, much crazier. Basically, this kid has gone around and figured out everybody that you talk with. And basically, he, he's, he's paying them every single day to not talk to you and to avoid you. Apparently, he's paying them like $10 every single day just to not talk to you. And this, at this point, Jeff's like, what? Yeah, so the spoiled kid had access to a lot of money. And I know some of you guys might be thinking $10, like, really? But you have to realize, first of all, this is high school. $10 is freaking huge. Like, even now, like, I'd do stuff for $10. But at the same time, it's like, especially in high school, $10 a day? And also, the only thing you have to do is just not talk to someone you're not even super close with. Like, all 15 of those people did it. Are they kind of snakes for doing it? Yeah, a little bit. But at the end, it was a good deal. Like, the free market, I guess. But anyways, so Jeff's like, well, that explains all the weirdness that's happening today. And Maddie's like, like, I'm sorry, like, like, this is my fault. And he's like, no, no, this is not your fault. This is this cringe kid who can't accept that he loses, right? He can't accept that he doesn't get everything that he ever wants. You know what? Let's play hardball. I don't care. So uh, Jeff only had one friend. He had his girlfriend and then he had one friend. He used to talk to like 20, 30 people every single day. Social life got super reduced, completely cut down. Jeff kind of expected that the spoiled kid would just stop after a couple days and he'd be able to talk to these people again, even though he doesn't even really know if he wants to talk to these people again because he doesn't really know if he wants to associate with people that would completely drop him for BS reasons for only $10. Like, really, man? Really, dude? But anyways, uh, it just keeps going. And after about a week and a half, Jeff's like, Loki not having a good time, dude. Because there's, like, one person that he talks with. And he kind of, like, because this is, like, his close friend, right? It's his girlfriend and his close friend. But he misses, like, being able to talk with a bunch of people. And the spoiled kid is not letting down. If anything, he's paying off more and more people to not talk to Jeff, to exclude him from activities outside of school, to not let him, like, do stuff, whatever. And Jeff's social life is kind of getting crunched, which is really unfortunate. So uh, Jeff goes to one of his close... Um, not friends, but someone that he looks up to, someone that he has a great relationship with, and that is the principal. Yes, finally, the main, not the main character, but the secret character that's in the title that is going to come in and save the day is finally being introduced. So Jeff and the principal went way back. So a long time ago, Jeff was a lot more of a rowdy kid who would break a lot more rules. He broke a pretty big rule, and like him and the principal had to spend a lot of time together because like he... He, he did something kind of bad. It wasn't, like, terrible, but it was, like, for the time, it wasn't great. And uh, him and Jeff actually bonded over a lot of stuff. They both had specific family life issues that they could relate on, you know. And he kind of became a secondary father mentor figure type thing. And uh, Jeff would go speak with the principal every once in a while about, like, life, about things, how things were going. Jeff was doing pretty well in school. 
and he wasn't breaking any rules or anything, completely changed his trajectory. It was mostly all thanks to the principal. So this time, you know, he asked the principal if he could talk, and they sat down. The principal's like, so, what's up? And Jeff basically explains the last 25 minutes to the principal. I'm not going to re-explain it because you guys have already heard it. And by the end of it, the principal's like, wow, like, I knew that kid was a little weird, but this is really extreme. And the principal, first of all, says, okay, well, as much as this sucks, first thing I will say is that the people that, you know, are being paid $10 to not be friends with you anymore really aren't good friends in the first place. And while this is really unfortunate, I guess it really does show you who is actually your friend or not. And the principal says, you know, I used to have a really big social circle, but, uh, you know, the second I wasn't reaching out to them every five seconds, they kind of just fell off, of, they just kind of like fell off the map. And the principal says, I really only talk to like two to three people every single day now. And uh, my life's okay. But that doesn't excuse what this guy is doing. And the principal says, you know what? I think I can help you out. So this is what the principal does. He calls in Jeff's friend. And he says, hey, like, is there like any chance that, uh, you know, you're, that you've been offered money by the spoiled kid? And Jeff's friend says, yeah, he's been like texting me for like the last week or so asking every single day to give me ten dollars to start stop hanging out with him like it's so annoying and he's like i'd never say yes like, that's ridiculous and principal's like whoa 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 chill out we're gonna call jeff's close friend the only friend that stuck with him ben and principal's like actually like can i see your phone like i want i want you to help me catch this guy and then ben's like oh okay word cool so ben hands over the phone and the principal responds to the text message, like the thousand text messages, right? Saying, I'll give you 10 bucks if you stop hanging out with him. And the principal's like, hey, on Ben's account, acting like he's Ben, basically is saying, like, oh, like, okay, yeah, actually, I've changed my mind. Like, I'll, I'll take the 10 bucks. And the principal starts going on to ask more questions about, like, oh, so out of curiosity, how many other people are you doing this with? Like, are you paying all these people? Like, what's the motive? At this point, the spoiled kid is spilling everything because the spoiled kid is just so excited because the spoiled kid truly believes that he just got Ben because he thinks, I got all of Ben's kind of close friends to stop talking with him. Now I just got Ben's last close friend to stop talking with him. Then the final nail in the coffin will be when I get Ben's girlfriend. Oh, not Ben. When I get uh, Jeff's girlfriend. Like, ha, ha, ha. Spoiled kid really believes that he just won right here. So he's telling... Ben, quote-unquote, which is actually the principal behind the screen, right? Everything. The principal, like, airdrops or sends the, takes screenshots, sends the files to his computer, prints it out on, like, literal physical paper, puts it in an envelope, grabs the envelope, and starts walking towards the spoiled kid's class. So he knows the spoiled kid. He looked up on the computer which class the spoiled kid was in and uh, went up to his class five minutes before got out, was literally just waiting outside, and then the bell rang, the door opened, the spoiled kid is walking out and his chest is all puffed out. He's all excited, pumped up because he's like, dude, like I'm literally, I'm literally dancing on this kid, Jeff, right now. I'm literally dancing on him. And after I'm done dancing on him, I'm going to steal his girlfriend, dude. Like I'm literally on a heater, bro. I'm never going to miss. And uh, yeah, that's when he was faced with the principal who stopped him and said, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And the you know, spoiled kid's like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay. And the principal looks at him and is like, so, out of curiosity, have you been asking people or paying people $10 to stop talking to a fellow classmate? Because that would be bullying and harassment, by the way. The spoiled kid's like, dude, no, I'd never do that. He's like, have you talked to Ben specifically about that? Just out of curiosity. And, you know, at this point, the spoiled kid's like, oh, 
Dude, no, Ben's a loser. I've never talked to him, bro. I've never even spoken to him on social media ever, which the kid didn't know he was literally digging his own grave. And the principal's like, oh, so do you want to explain these to me? Total Chris Hansen style, like pulls out the manila envelope, shows all the screenshots on a piece of paper. And the spoiled kid's like, dude, that's not even, uh, what? And at that point, the spoiled kid knew he messed up. So yeah, the principal brought him to the front office. The principal also had a little bit of an investigation and interviewed everybody else that was paid off. Those kids didn't get in trouble because while they did something a little snaky, they didn't technically break any rules or anything. The principal did tell them, look, what you guys did was pretty messed up, but you're not in trouble. Just don't do that again in the future, like just for life lesson or whatever. But yeah, the spoiled kid himself actually got uh, three days of suspension. But the most important thing is, not just the three days of suspension, he had to write an apology letter to both Jeff and Maddie, his girlfriend. Dude, this is the greatest principle of all time. Click on the video on screen right now. I know so you'll- So spoiled rich kids tend to think that they deserve everything. And when they, things don't go their way, they normally get really mad. In this case, the spoiled rich kid gets so mad that he burns down his entire school. Yeah, a little bit of an overreaction. This is an absolutely crazy story, so buckle up and let's get right into it. So we're gonna call the subscriber who submitted this story, Sam. So anyways, there's a spoiled kid. And I'm gonna go through the chronicles of everything that happened to the spoiled kid that led up to the point of him wanting to actually and successively burning down his entire school. Dude, the amount of spoiled kids who commit arson in some way is kind of ridiculous, but you know, it's a good story. So anyways, this all started. Sam was first aware of the spoiled kid because Sam was on the football team at his high school. Sam wasn't the star quarterback or anything, but he was, you know, he'd been playing football for a little bit. He was big enough and, you know, he was solidly on the team. Every single year, they had tryouts for the different positions just in case there was kind of a, I don't know, a dark horse that they weren't aware of. But most of the time, the coaches knew who was going to be what. And the tryouts were more just to see who would be on kind of like the lower levels of the team that might be able to work their way up next year. But anyways, at the school, at Sand School, there's a kid who we will call the spoiled kid. The spoiled kid, as every spoiled kid, right? has received everything that they've ever wanted in their entire lives. They've never had to work for anything. They don't know the they don't understand the value of, you know, of things or getting something or accomplishments because they just believed because I want something, I should get it. That is genuinely their mentality. And the spoiled kid went into the football tryouts with this exact mentality. So anyways, this all happened or this all started, this long saga all started when football tryouts were beginning. So Sam was there, and Sam had been on the team the year before, as this was sophomore year. So Sam last year had to try out, had to put in a lot of effort, but eventually, you know, he got onto the team, and he kind of had a pretty solid place on the team now. Uh, he still went, everyone had to go to tryouts, but he kind of knew he was on. On the other hand, there was a spoiled kid. The spoiled kid was not built for football. Dude, I'm not built for football. It's fine. You don't have to be, right? Because, I mean, you can be smaller and scrawnier and be on the football team. But, dude, it's just going to be a lot harder because it's a very physical contact-on-contact -contact sport. But anyways, the spoiled kid, not only not being really built for football because maybe your skill and your flexibility and your mobility could get you around that hurdle, he also just didn't play that much. Like, he literally threw the football with his dad, like, twice. 
and would just like sit on the sidelines when his kids would play touch football or tag football or whatever. And dude came in, the spoiled kid, basically what happened was he heard about how the quote unquote high school quarterback always got the ladies in the movies. He was like watching a lot of TV shows and movies over the summer and he was like, okay, I know what I gotta be. I gotta be the high school quarterback because the ladies love the high school quarterback, man. Therefore, I must be the high school quarterback. So yeah, um, that's, his, that's his reasoning. Do, do you, okay, so do you think that he trained, he uh, practiced, he at least understood the rules of football um, before that summer, before trying to apply? No, no. He just went in cold knowing that he wanted to be star quarterback, and since he's gotten everything that he's ever wanted before, then he shall receive star quarterback. So anyways, it's finally the day of tryouts, and Sam gets there, and you know, he, he you know, links up with the coach, he's like, what's good? The coach is like, ah, oh, Sam, great to see you again. Like, look, these tryouts are just, uh, you know, they're important for everyone to do it. You've got a pretty solid spot on the team, though, but don't slack off. But yeah, don't worry about it, basically. And they get there, and so they're all lined up, and the football coach is like, welcome to the whatever year football season for whatever school, academy, you know, whatever, right? And he's like, these will be the tryouts. We'll let you know how things are shaking up by the end of this week. We will let you know with good, you know, pretty promptly if we don't think you're going to make the team. So we'll make, we'll make first-round cuts by the end of tomorrow, just so you guys have a lot of flexibility to figure out what sport you're playing in the fall, as the school required everyone to either play a sport or do some sort of activity during this time block. And so, yeah. So sure enough, you know, they're all trying out or whatever. And uh, Sam overhears the spoiled kid walk up to the football coach and be like, so, do you guys have an open position for star quarterback? Dude really just said star quarterback. Like, he's really just paraphrasing what he reads on TV. But anyways, the, the football coach is like, uh, well, actually, we have, you know, we have a pretty good quarterback already, but, I mean, it's really, we're going to put the best person for the position in the spot. So if you really think that, yeah, I mean, if you're a dark horse and you come out and you're not on our radar and you're much better, then uh, probability of that is pretty low, but, you know, we'd always love to see. The spoiled kid was like, I would like to be the star quarterback. And they're like, okay, well, we'll watch you during practice and we'll let you know if we think that you're in the running. The spoiled kid's like, what? What was that? I, was, I said, like, you know, we're, we're, we're filling out positions, right? So I, I just want to be star quarterback if that's cool. <laughs> and I think the coach has started to realize that there's a bit of a disconnect between this kid and, uh, well, reality, but also uh, the understanding of how this whole process works, which, first of all, this was an immediate red flag to them that this kid did not understand football in the slightest, but beyond that, American football in the slightest, right? But beyond that, um, they were like, okay, well, the way it works here is that, you know, you'll play and we'll decide who gets what, what position. And this boy kid's like, um, okay, well, I do want to be star quarterback, but sure, I'll do tryouts or whatever. So I think this boy kid thought that, like, oh, well, I just need to do what everyone else does, so it's not obvious that they're just giving me the position. And the uh, coaches are thinking, what on earth is this kid thinking right now? By the way, leave a like and subscribe to the channel or you're a spoiled kid. Yeah. So uh, the actual tryouts, and remember, uh, Sam has overheard all of this. And he thinks it's pretty funny. Because, like, you know, he sees the spoiled kid. He knows he's not star quarterback material. And he just knows for a fact that this kid had just been, like, has no idea what football is. Just the way he was interacting with the coaches, he just knew for a fact this kid was not going to get out there and just be obviously great material for star quarterback. At least it was looking that way, right? So sure enough, you know, they get out there and they're doing, look, I didn't play 
uh, you know, American football as a uh, teenager. I went to some games, and I actually still go to games right now as from in college. It's actually quite a lot of fun, even though I don't know what's going on. I know I want the bigger score, and I want the enemy team to have the lower score, something like that. It's not golf. It's not the other way around. So they go through tryouts, whatever that entails, and it is super, super obvious that the spoiled kid has, one, no idea what he's doing, two, no idea how to throw a football, and three, is just not even, probably not even going to make the team. Won't even make the bench, which was a little bit, it was actually kind of competitive to make the bench. They had a pretty good team. But he wasn't even going to be close to making the bench, which if you're not even close to making the bench, you are not even close, you're not even the same planet, right? You're not even on the same planet to make the, to make star quarterback, bro. That's crazy. So by the end of the day, right, the coaches said, what the coaches said was they were going to tell people on the, sec- at the end of the second day who was making cuts, right? But the coaches just saw such a blatant discrepancy between the ability of the spoiled kid and what he was wanting that they thought it was, you know, kind of important for them to at least let the kid know that uh, things probably were not go- about to go his way, correct? Things were probably not about to go his way. So uh, Sam overhears the coaches going up to the kid and being like, hey, what's your name again? And he's like, spoiled kid. They're like, oh, spoiled kid. Yeah, not obviously his name, but you know what I mean. And they're like, so, you know, we're watching you out there with your performance. We just want to let you know that, you know, we're happy for you to keep trying out and maybe get on the team. They knew who's not going to get on the team. But they're like, we just think it's really unlikely at this point that you're going to make star quarterback. It's a very difficult position. Um, we're not saying that you will never make it. As maybe if you make the team, you'll be able to make your way up there. But we think you need a bit more practice. The spoiled kid's like, I don't understand. I said I wanted the star quarterback position. Like, I I asked nicely. (laughs) And the coaches, one coach laughs a little bit and then stops laughing when he realizes that this kid isn't joking. The other coach kind of knows right away that this kid has, he's one of the spoiled kids who's just received everything that he's ever wanted. He's never been told no. And so the coaches have to inform him that, Simply, that's just not how it works around here. That it's not a, you ask to fill a position and you will fill a position and it is really a skill-based position and you will show up and demonstrate your skills to see if the skills, you know, match. And uh, yeah, so by the end of it, you know, the spoiled kid was starting to get really mad. He's like, you know, I don't understand. I asked you guys real nice. I asked you guys real nice if I could be star quarterback and you're saying no. How on earth am I supposed to get all the ladies now? And they're like, "Uh, son, like, if your only intention to be star quarterback was to get all the ladies, then maybe being star quarterback in the first place wasn't a good idea. And also, son, if your intention is to get all the ladies, probably not the most efficient way is to dedicate your entire life to American football right now to try and get the 5% chance if you spend all the time from here on out to get star quarterback. Like, there are better ways to go about that at this point in your life. And the spoiled kid was super angry, cursed them out, and stormed off. And the thing is, Sam overheard him, and he was mumbling, they're all against me. They all hate me. Oh, I can't, I, I, every, 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 sorry, my brain broke. Every other time that I've asked for something, I've gotten it. And now I, I ask, and they're not giving it to me. They're taking this away from me. They are, and then he kind of like goes off mumbling into the distance, right? So this was Sam's first interaction with the spoiled kid. But it simply does not end here. Because the spoiled kid at this point knows that he's not going to make star quarterback, but that doesn't stop him from wanting to ask out the prettiest girl at the school. We're going to call this girl Caroline, right? 
So Caroline was kind of not, not n- notorious means famous with like a bad nut. She was, but she also wasn't famous. I don't know how to say it. She was this well known at the high school as being like the beauty queen, I guess. I don't really know. I don't know if you guys like back in the day had that like one girl in your class. You're like, dang, like she's definitely like on top of the food pyramid here. I don't know how else to say it. Sometimes it's not very clear, but sometimes it really is. Like there's that one, that one girl. And right, the other thing is uh, Caroline, that kind of definitely went to her head. She definitely was aware of it um, as, you know, just the way that every guy treated you. And, you know, the girls either completely did anything you said or they hated you. At that point, you kind of became self-aware. She became self-aware and used it. Like she wasn't known as a great person. She was just known as winning the genetic lottery, right? So right off the bat, Caroline was very, very picky. And she was definitely the type that would have only gone for the star quarterback. And if anything, she was just probably already talking to the star quarterback by the time the spoiled kid wanted to get, you know, throw his hat in the ring, right? And uh, yeah, so Sam was like, always kind of thought that Caroline was kind of pretty or whatever, but he knew better than to try at this stage in life. He's just like, no. You know, look, the things that she values do not align with me. I also, I'm just not this, I'm, I'm just, she's just not going to say yes to me because I'm not, I don't have enough clout or whatever stupid stuff, right? High school rules are stupid, but you know, there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm just going to let it be. However, the spoiled kid did not realize this, or maybe he did, but he just thought because he's always received everything he's ever wanted. So might as well, you know, ask for this and receive as well. I mean, who knows? Why wouldn't that work? So yeah, the spoiled kid decides that the best way, you know, actually, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a question and answer. You have, so the question is, how is the spoiled kid going to try and uh, basically woo this girl into liking him? A, he is going to make the effort to start to speak to him and comment down below before you hear it out, which one you think it is. A, he's going to make the effort to go and talk to her. He's going to really put in the time to speak to her. He's going to learn about what she likes and craft conversations based off of that. He's going to show his best face forward. He's going to be polite, yet he's going to be consistent and persistent with what he does, with his trying to like talk to her, all that kind of stuff. He is going to be, and then he's eventually going to ask, you know, ask her out on something a little bit more formal, a little bit more formally romantic. I don't know. Go to the movies, get ice cream, something very nice. Or B... He's going to not talk to her at all, but then make a massive scene in front of all of her friends with a big, like, basically, he's going to do something crazy and insane. If you answered A, God bless your soul, but no, (laughs) it is B. Yeah, so sure enough, one day in lunch, the infamous day that will go down in history, Sam is sitting there with his two friends. They're eating whatever. They're probably complaining about the cafeteria food, being like, dude, this sucks, bro. But uh, that's when they see, you know, or not that's when, but he sees that Caroline is sitting with some of her friends. The other two, like the second and third most popular girl, they're all sitting together. And it's, it's very interesting dynamics, but high school dynamics are just weird in the first place. But they're all sitting there. And if you made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below, secret word of the day. By the way, we're on, Sp- I'm on Spotify. I don't know why I say we. These videos are on Spotify. Link is in the pinned comment. And if you're on Spotify, make sure you rate the podcast five stars. I think it gets help promote it in the algorithm. I don't know how Spotify works, my friend. I do not know. But anyways, Caroline is sitting with her friends. And that's when the spoiled kid walks in. And he has an electric guitar. You already know that this is about to go south. 
you already know for a fact that this is not about to go well. The spoiled kid walks in with an electric guitar and a bass boost. So basically, when he plays the electric guitar, it's very loud. And <laughs> he walks in, and everyone kind of turns their head because it's not every single day that someone walks into the cafeteria with an electric guitar and a bass boost. It's just not every single day that that happens or an amp or whatever, right? So he walks up and like Caroline and her table looks over at him, kind of like laughs or whatever, talks to each other. But then Caroline and her table's expression starts to change from poking fun to genuine confusion to moderate terror as he approaches the table because it becomes more and more clear that he's beelining it right towards their table. So at this point, Sam is starting to realize this as well. He's like, oh, good heavens. Like, oh God, bro. Oh no. Yeah, so sure enough, he stops right outside the table and he's like, Caroline, I would like a moment of your time. And he's like, at this point, everyone stopped talking. Everyone has turned their heads and everyone is staring profusely at this, they're staring at this kid intensely. And <laughs> he's just, he's like, Caroline, will you be mine? It is the worst thing you've ever seen. And I, I don't know what the rest of the lyrics are. I could totally make them up for you guys. But all I know is it's a lot of poor drum playing. Because here's the thing. Since he's a spoiled kid, he is not actually, he doesn't know how to play guitar. No, that would take time. That would take effort, which is one thing he doesn't know. And it would be so, so much easier for him to just go in to the guitar shop, buy the most expensive electric guitar, and think, oh, well, I spent a lot of money on it, then it should just play itself. So he's going like, yeah, so that's about what it sounds like. Um, think of that, but like that's the nice version of what it actually sounds like. And also, he's just saying random stuff like, you're so pretty, you're so fine, will you be mine? Like, it is, I'm trying to like replicate how bad it is, but as uncomfortable as the thing I just did was 10x that, 10x that. At the end of it, he basically says like, will you be mine and go out to, with me on Friday night, and then just stops. Dead freaking silence for a whole 10 seconds which sounds like not a lot of time, but you have to realize it is a cafeteria full of like 50 to 100 people that are all staring and watching at this. 10 seconds of pure dead silence is extremely difficult to come across. Like it is extremely unlikely to come across. And yeah, let's just say that, that silence didn't last forever though, as literally everyone like bursts out laughing because bro, I'm not gonna lie, I might laugh as well if I hear that. Dude, all I'm saying is maybe this is not the best way to go about it. Look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the best way is to not talk to this girl ever, go up to her, completely embarrass her in front of everyone, show off that you don't know how to play guitar, show off that you don't know how to sing, show off that you don't know how to songwrite, and show off that you have no social awareness at all. Maybe that is the best way. Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I'm stupid. Who knows, dude? So, uh, yeah, Caroline and her friends, instead of responding and saying no, they literally stand up and they walk out of the lunchroom like in single file line. Dude, when they say, oh, the worst thing she can say is no. Oh, no, dude, you are so wrong. So, yeah, the spoiled kid is literally just like standing there in the middle of everyone, right, 
with his guitar, his bass, whatever. Bad, bad situation. And he's like, he's getting really mad. He's like, the only reason she didn't say yes is you guys convinced her otherwise. She was totally going to say yes to me if you guys weren't here making her feel like she shouldn't. And everyone's like, dude, what? And he just like runs out of there. He's like, it's all your guy's fault. It's your fault. Basically pulling a Nico Cavo avocado being like, it's your fault. Whatever, right? Uh, and yeah, so uh, sure, <laughs> sure enough, right? Um, this is not the end of it. Because the spoiled kid is so angry about this that he decides to go on a week-long vacation. Yeah, I told you guys, he was a spoiled kid. And this means that, you know, he has access to go on a week-long vacation to a tropical place if he wanted to. Even though he was just a sophomore in high school, he went home. He's like, Mom, buy me a ticket to the Bahamas right now. I'm going to go. So, yeah, sure enough, he doesn't attend school for an entire week because he gets on a private plane and he goes off to a tropical resort in the Bahamas. And he just kind of, like, messes around for a little bit. Uh, and he was like, oh, Mom, I'm so stressed out from school. I need to do it right now. And if you don't, I'm going to be so sad. It's going to be all your fault. So, yeah. He's able to go on a private trip to the Bahamas, which is pretty cool for him, I guess. And uh, the thing is, though, this was very bad timing because Sam and him had a class together. And in this class together, they had a pretty major test coming up. And they were going to spend the entire week going over important materials for the test. Sure, the spoiled kid, in theory, could have studied over his trip. I'm not going to say that wasn't possible. But we both know the spoiled kid. And we know for a fact that he is not going to spend his, uh, his impromptu Bahamas vacation studying for a Algebra 2 exam. We both know that's not going to happen. So the spoiled kid legitimately misses an entire week of class, and the test was on Monday. So sure enough, the entire week goes by, and Monday comes around, and it's finally time for the test. They all walk in, and the spoiled kid is like walks in and looks confused because everyone's kind of like sitting in their desks. They are getting pencils out. They're putting their backpacks away. Instead of the more chill environment where people are kind of talking, they're very casually walking in, they have their computers out. No, these people are dialed in. So the spoiled kid looks around, and I think he whispers to someone, like, what's going on? They're like, dude, we have a test. He's like, what? So yeah, he sits down. The teacher starts handing out the test, and the teacher's like, spoiled kid, I haven't seen you for the last week. He's like, yeah, I was doing something. The teacher's like, okay, as long as you cleared that with the front office, which I think his parents did, said, oh, he has a medical emergency, he can't be here or something, which is a lie, he just went on a vacation. But he didn't get in trouble for not being in class, but at the end of the day, if you're not in class, you're not in class. Ooh, genius statement, Connor. But uh, that, that means he just didn't get the information, right? So he sits down, and uh, bro completely bombs the exam. It's not like he was really trying that hard beforehand, but missing out of an entire week of really dedicated review uh, kind of messed him up a little bit, and he got completely destroyed on this exam. But the spoiled kid wrote on top, like, I wasn't here for a week, so I should get plus 40% for all the stuff I missed. Because the thing is, like, Sam, when he went to hand in his test, he handed his test in right after the spoiled kid did. So he saw what the spoiled kid wrote on his exam, which he was like, dude, just because you missed time doesn't mean you should get bonus points on it. Like, why should you get compensated for not being here and going on a fancy vacation instead of, you know, suffering through class like all the rest of us have. No, like that's obviously ridiculous. And Sam knew for a fact that he was not going to get a 40-point boost for not being here. Like if anything, it, he's lucky he doesn't get any points deducted from his participation for not being there for a week, dude. But anyways, right, eventually on Wednesday, 
the, the teacher grades them pretty quickly or efficiently, and the tests are being handed back. When this Boyle kid gets his test back, he immediately screams, this is an outrage! This is ridiculous! Which the entire class immediately turns to look at him because bro literally just screamed, this is an outrage, this is ridiculous. I mean, I think I'm going to be paying attention to what he's saying as well, dude. So sure enough, you know, the teacher's like, uh, yes, spoiled kid, like, what's up? He's like, this is a ridiculous grade. I deserve at least a 90 for effort. And she's like, I'm sorry, like, I was a little surprised by your grade too, but I was pretty generous with my points on, the, on, on your test as well. I don't know what else to say, man. He's like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of this school. All you guys hate me because I'm rich. <laughs> and everyone in the class is like, what? Dude, what are you saying right now? He's like, everyone's been against me from day one because I come from a wealthy background. It's your fault. Playing a kid, doing a complete Nico Cotto right now. And he goes on to say, the reason I didn't get star quarterback is because the coach hated me because I was from a better background than him. And the reason why the girl didn't say yes to me, the reason why... What's her name? Caroline didn't say yes to me. It's because she knew she couldn't keep up with me and my whip. Uh-huh. And the reason why I got failed on this test is not because I didn't do well, which I'm, he didn't do well. It's not because I didn't do well. It's because the teacher was big mad that I went on a fancy trip. You guys are all haters. Goodbye. He gets up and he just like runs out of the class. And uh, yeah, you guys might be thinking, okay, well, that's a pretty big overreaction, but that must be the end of his overreaction. Oh, no, 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 no. This is where things get crazy. And I did not clickbait you with the title. This is where the title comes into play, man. So the spoiled kid was super big mad. And he thought to himself, I need to teach everybody a lesson for discriminating against me because I'm rich. Which, no, he didn't get the position as star quarterback because he didn't play football, dude. He just never played football. So obviously he wasn't going to get it. He got rejected by that girl... Well, one, she probably wouldn't have said yes to him in general, but also the way that he asked her out was super embarrassing for her. She doesn't even know who he is, and this is the only impression she has? I doubt any girl would say yes under that impression, bro. And finally, he failed his final exam because he was so mad about the last two things that instead of attending class and or studying, he went on a big long vacation because he could. Because, you know, he, he could. He's gonna do whatever he can or he wants because he, in general, he can get whatever he wants. But the spoiled kid had twisted this reality into everybody's against him, and he needs to teach them a little bit of a lesson. Which I think the spoiled kid just doesn't understand the difference between teaching someone a lesson and burning down the school. But, uh, yeah. So anyways, the spoiled kid somehow gets access to, um, gasoline. <laughs> what the frick, bro? He gets access to gasoline and, light and ma- matches in the lighter. And, um, yeah, this is where things get, okay, uh, okay, I'm going to put this disclaimer in because I think I have to, but also I hope you guys aren't literal zero IQ individuals. Don't do this, okay? God, I I mean, if you guys watch this video and think, oh, I should just go burn down my school, then you actually have a zero negative IQ individual. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how to say it, but I think I'm just going to say it just because, right? So anyways, the spoiled kid, um, so... Sam's in class one day, and the fire alarm goes off, and he's like, okay, whatever, this is, like, cool. I get to get out of class for another stupid fire drill. So they all get in line, and Sam realizes 
that this is not a fire drill because the, 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 it's like the air around him is less clear. It is dense. It's not smoky yet, but it's like dense and it's a little hazy and he smells a little barbecue in the air. And that's when he realizes, oh, word, this is actually an actual fire, bro. Like, this isn't some drill that's annoying that genuinely is just made to make us, like, <laughs> waste time, basically. Oh, this is legit. So everyone is, like, walking single-file lines. Some kids are freaking out because they're starting to realize it's legit. But thankfully, everyone gets out of the building safely. And when they get out of the building, they start to see, like, smoke come out of the windows and stuff. They see the fire truck come. They see all the firemen go in. And, uh, yeah, they're, you know, a big message, big mass email, text message, phone, whatever, uh, was sent out to all the parents saying, look, there's emergency at the school. Your children are safe and outside, but we do need you to come and get them as soon as you possibly can. We understand some of you guys have, like, arrangements already. We'll have staff here until 7 or whatever, right, or still whenever, um, but please come pick them up as soon as you can. So Sam got picked, home, picked up, and his mom's like, oh, my God, like, the school, because they're looking at it now, and there's just billows and billows of smoke coming out of everything. It's, it's, it's legit, right? So they're just like, oh, my God, whatever happened? And at this point, Sam had no idea. Two weeks go by, and uh, basically they are on uh, the equivalent of Zoom at this point because the school is in really bad shape, and they're trying to find a new place for them to go. But it's getting close to the end of the year, or it's not getting close to the end of the year. It's getting closer to the end of the semester. Um, so there's a little bit more spacing between the first three mini stories I told you than it might have seemed. Because now they're getting close to the end of the semester. And they were going to go home anyways pretty soon. But they're basically on Zoom at this point. And uh, so that's when one of his friends comes over to Sam's house. And he's like, bro, I got the whole inside scoop. And Sam's like, okay, like laid on me. And basically he goes on and says, so the spoiled kid was caught like by one of the teachers with a can of gasoline and a, like a lit match or whatever, or a lighter or something like that. And that's when the teacher's like, what are you doing over here? And that's when the teacher like picked up the gasoline can and realized that it was 95% empty. Like there's just a little bit left. So she's like, was this full when you got here? And the spoiled kid's like, yes, it was. I'm here to teach you guys a lesson. Yeah, so eventually she immediately called like, oh, we have to get the kids out of here. Um, and then immediately, like, fire alarm went off, like, 30 seconds later, things were, it was, it was crazy. So, yeah, um, the kid was, uh, the school got, like, school investigation, police investigation, the spoiled kid no longer goes to that school, he's underage, he's not 18, I should say, so it's kind of a weird litigation of what actually happens with him. The spoiled kid's parents are furious, like, they moved neighborhoods, or they just moved entirely, right? Spoiled kid... You know, his parents, like, lived around the world anyways, so they barely, barely gave him any attention, which is probably why he turned out the way he did. But they're currently trying to find a new place to live and try and have that stuff not follow them. They basically spent, like, a million dollars on lawyers just to chuck lawyers at this problem. Because if they, if they throw enough lawyers and enough litigation at this, maybe they'd be able to slow it down so that they'd eventually just, like, give up on trying to persecute their kid. So, yeah, um, the spoiled kid no longer attends a school. He goes to school somewhere else exactly where nobody really knows. But um, that was quite an overreaction to getting rejected, bro. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it.